Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Heine House Gaming and Tech Podcast. I'm your good friend, Jason Heine, as always, hanging out with you. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. This is episode number 78, recording February 27th at 1.20 p.m. And uh, we're going to have a really fun episode for you today. I'm excited. I'm going to waste no more time. Let's jump right into it. I'm joined by two very good friends of mine. Mr. Bido Empire. Hello, Bido. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. And <laughs> and I am also joined by the fanciest of them all, Mr. Fancy Justice. Well, hello, sir. Welcome. Hey, glad to be here. So we're going to just talk about a lot of fun gaming and tech stuff. And this kind of evolved real briefly before we get into the show. Basically, I was talking with Bido. And Bido and I have this relationship now where he just invites himself onto my show. That's right. <laughs> I got a giggle out of Steph. I got one giggle. One giggle confirmed. And so, no, we were talking about Daft Punk and he goes, you know, we got to talk about this because Daft Punk broke up and then I'm very close with Daft Punk. So is Bido. We have, you know, a lot of great memories with Daft Punk. And then I was talking with Fancy Justice on Discord and he told me he literally cried when he watched it. And so I'm like, bro, okay, you have to come on the show too. And we're, and then I was like, we need to all three just talk about this Daft Punk situation and then I was like, look, you guys want to just do the whole episode with with me because it'd be fun, you know? And they're like, yeah, sure, of course. So we're just going to hang out and talk about gaming and tech um, and talk about some Daft Punk stuff, probably to start out here, uh, which would be which would be a lot of fun. So gentlemen, thank you again for, for jumping in and hanging out with me. Appreciate that. Uh, let's just, uh, 78, uh, the phone number is 503-908-5490. Get all the stuff out of the way at the beginning. If you want to send a voicemail over, and uh, talk and let me know what's going on. You don't even have to talk to me. It's it's brilliant. You don't have to say anything to me. You just send a voicemail over and it goes right to my voicemail. You just send it. It's magical. It's wonderful. The cell phone, you know, use a landline. Just you do you. A landline would be great. Use a rotary phone. <laughs> yeah, just wrench, right? Just do that. I would love that. Uh, Heinehouse.com, of course, the website, but a big shout out and a big thank you to all of the supporters right here on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jason Heine. That's where you go if you uh, want to uh, take part and support the show. And I appreciate the support because because of that, the show is alive and well and kicking right here. It means a lot. Ground floor, main floor, game lofters. Thank you all so much. Much love to you. And thank you to all the listeners as well, you guys. Appreciate you all. Um, so number, why don't we just, why don't we just jump into it guys? Cause this is the whole reason why we decided to even do this sort of thing. So if, if you don't know and, and, or you're not really a fan of Daft Punk, you may want to skip ahead, maybe 15 minutes. But the thing is, is that Daft Punk is, plays a, an important role, uh, in my life, very influential on me. And I remember when I first heard about Daft Punk, it was, in the late 90s when they released their their first album and that song was on there defunk they had they had defunk music um and then their huge huge hit around the world i think everyone knows about around the world and when that hit man i saw it on mtv and it just i instantly was i just fell in love with the sound i fell in love with this kind of at the time like futuristic kind of ro- robot you know type sound, this vocoder type stuff. It was kind of like EDM, sort of like French house sounding and really, really liked it. And so I went out and I bought 
the CD single actually went to Tower Records. It, it was either Tower Records or it was the warehouse music that we had locally there. And I bought the CD single and it came with Defunk, uh, album version, instrumental. And then we also had, I think there was another song on there. I think it was just music. I think it was, they spelled it M-I-S-U-Q or something like that. Music, music, something. And yeah, man, it was just a fantastic album. That's when I first fell in love with, with Daft Punk. And I think what, what we can do is we can talk about, you know, our memories or, or whatnot that we have with this. But the big news is really is that they broke up and I didn't know really what I was watching at first. Like, I mean, Bida, let's start with you. Uh, you watched this trailer, right? This like eight minute trailer. Where they're just walking in the desert, right? Or yeah. Whatever. Like what yeah, were I you, what were you thinking? I saw, actually, I think I had sent you the text about, doing this about Daft Punk and I saw that video too. It came up in my recommended videos and I watched it and I was like, what the hell is this? I'm like, this is, it's so typical Daft Punk that when I saw it, I was like, of course they do something like this. And Mm -hmm. I didn't, I mean, you know, it was, it was a good farewell, I guess it was, it was a weird video, but really after that, I just, I went back and listened to discovery again. Cause I was like, I just want to, that is, that is where I fell in love with Daft Punk. Um, I I honestly don't remember the first time I ever heard a song. Because did, did Around the World have a music video to it? Yes. Back it in the day did. where yep. it was just a guy walking around the road or something. Is it, So or, that was Defunk. Was that Defunk? Yeah, that was Defunk okay. where he was just in a in a dog outfit walking around like New York. Random. Oh my God. People were yes. like, he, and he was like, like he was like getting shit on, not, not like literally shit on, but like people were like throwing stuff at him. Cause he was like, it was kind of like depicting like the outcast or something. Like he was different. He was like a dog and like a human, but a dog head. And people were all like laughing at him. And he was just like, it was a dude. The video was crazy good. You really should watch it again. But around the world was, it was this overview of like all these people on these blocks and they were just walking around these blocks to the beat of the song. The entire video. Yeah. I always yeah. remember, I think that might've been the first time I heard about them. And I was just like, it, it was a, again, same thing. Like I, I don't think I was into EDM at the time or not. Like my brother was big into like trance and Tiesto mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I don't know if I had actually heard Daft Punk before or after that, but it was really, uh, I still have a memory of watching, you know, one more time MTV. I think it was TRL. Oh yeah. And seeing the video. And I think that was like the first time I, I was like, what in the world is this? Cause it was so different from anything else on there. And at first I'll be, I, I think my first thoughts were like, this is some weird stuff. Like, I don't think I was really into it until, and we can get into this later, but I saw the, movie interstellar 55 55 that goes to the whole album and that was when seeing that made me fall in love with daft punk and that whole album and to this day that's still my probably my favorite album my favorite movie or one of my favorite movies and yeah that's we can get into it in a little bit but yeah that movie that they made along to the album is like my favorite thing ever yeah, and when they put those visuals on it, it just really connected, I think, again, with so many people. And it was, it's, it's, 
the album itself is a masterpiece. And then for them to do that with the visuals in that movie, you, how do you, how do you make something better? That's already a masterpiece, you know? And they, they did it. That's what's crazy, you know? And like, we talk about it all the time about how like an album is like telling the story. Mm -hmm. And that was, I think the first time visually I was like, when I listen to the songs now on discovery, I, in my head, the movie is playing in my mind because in retelling that story and it's just, it is a masterpiece of music, movie making, everything. I, I absolutely love that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, what about you, Fancy Justice? What What is uh, some of the earliest memories you have of Daft Punk? Yeah, so <clears throat> speaking of the, the movie, um, so the first time I ever heard of Daft Punk was... <laughs> I was, uh, I used to download like music videos off of LimeWire. Oh, so yeah. I could watch them like, and I would just, you know, look for songs and find random videos to watch based on songs that I like. And sometimes they weren't always the right video and they were something else. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They were a virus, right? But, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Virus. <laughs> so, I'm talking about porno. <laughs> yeah. So the, so I saw the music video of one more time that way, actually. Um, and I was, I was kind of like big into the whole anime thing at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is cool. Like to see this thing that I like being represented in that way. And uh, like, like Bido said, the, um, the movie Interstellar five, five, or four, I think it's called Interstellar four, five or something like that. There's five fives. I don't know. Anyway, um, just having to see a whole movie along the album, like, tied into something that I was also interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed like, like this is definitely for me. And that's sort of the memory I have when I think of Daft Punk, I know they made a, I think they made other movies after that, but I haven't seen any of them. They have some other kind of, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I haven't seen them, but don't they have i I'm not talking about like the Tron, which they also did the soundtrack. That's another thing is their, their, their soundtracks for the movie Tron um, really resonated with me in that way. It was uh, such a great representation of the theme of Tron, I thought. And I, I thought yeah, they, like they, did such, they did such justice, I thought. The robotic, like you said, the robotic sound, it fit perfectly uh, with that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly the connection to um, like the anime stuff that I was really interested in. Uh, discovery, like you said, telling a story with the movie. It, that's well, probably my favorite EDM album of all time is Discovery, I would say. Yeah. I mean, huge, huge, huge <laughs> words, but completely authenticated, I feel. I agree with you. Daft Punk's Discovery isn't just one of my favorite albums um, of all time, or a favorite EDM album. That is hands down. But it's also one of my favorite albums musical albums like in general of all time like i put that in easily my top five and i couldn't even tell you what my top five is because that's too difficult right but that one is definitely in there i know that for a fact it's just so magical and it's it's just the way that the way that it sounds right the sound palette the the type of instruments that they used the type of samples they use i didn't know this until way later in life that they mm-hmm. sampled tons of disco records, tons of disco hits. I didn't know that. You know, I, I honestly, I thought they had like 
created a lot of that stuff, but then backing it with live instrumentation and then the way that it's sequenced and chopped up and mixed and just the way the album flows in one, it, it really flows from start to finish from top to bottom completely like seamlessly. Now I will say though, the online streaming version of it is a little different than the actual CD. Um, I is noticed that. Right? that. Yeah, like mixed, they mixed differently or they changed instrumentals. No, not mixed differently, but like fade in and fades out are, I think, different on two songs. The CD, it's a constant flow all the uh-huh. way through, but they I, they changed they changed um, the end of one more time. And I think of aerodynamic, I think there's two that they changed because in the album, it just it just the kick drums going and it stops on beat one. And it, right. it's different. It's seamless, right? Yeah, it's seamless, but on the streaming album, it's it's not. They actually, I think they do a fade, and then uh, aerodynamic is also a fade, where normally they have like a bunch of like um, ambient kind of like glistening glitter sound effect thing that like this like pad swell that goes into you know the next song. Right, right, and like this has this nice like swell, where the digital version it doesn't. They almost think like. People are going to be playing this, but they're not going to be like playing the whole album. So, like, we need to put a fade. Or, I don't know what they were thinking. You know, that's probably, that's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's one thing I agree. Like, the whole album, it really is ton like um, just one giant story. And same as you, like, it wasn't until years later when I actually got into music that I went back and I was like, oh man, they sampled this and just actually appreciating the instrumentation and what they were doing at the time, like. There was nothing else, at least for me, even close to what Daft Punk was doing at that time. It was oh, like, you're right. Totally right. It was mm-hmm. like 2001, right? When Discovery One. came out. Yep. yep. And f- like, focus, like most of their songs, you know, it was instrumentation. And like, if they had like one more time, it's literally one more time. That's the only vocal in there. And it's constantly repeating. It's almost like a, a groove element of the song instead of an actual like vocal. And a lot of their songs are like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know even how to describe it. It's like their music is simple, but complex at the same time. And it's just, I've literally probably listened to one more time, a hundred <laughs> times at this point. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's like probably one song where if it randomly ever comes on, never skip it. Always listen to it. And absolutely. Even to this day, there's always like little tidbits. I'll, you know, hear and I'm like, Oh man, it's just, it's so amazing. And yeah, li- listening to the album all over again, just a couple of days ago, I was like, yeah, this is really just a masterpiece. Like to this day, I'm so like, God, how did they do that? Like it's, yeah. it's so amazing. Discovery. Is a great way to put it. Yeah. I was going to say discovery feels like the, I think it's like the first time that I've I listened to an album that was like a concept album. Like it had a theme going throughout and it didn't feel like, you know, uh, disjointed tracks one after another. I'm trying to think of any album earlier than that, but I believe that was the first time I sort of had, I listened to a whole album start to finish as, as like an entire thing and not a bunch of tracks. I just got goosebumps. I wish you could see. I'm just thinking about the, like in 2001, the impact that had of how like just listening to an album from start to finish, dude, we didn't do that. Like, no, we didn't really do that a whole lot. Like we did back in the day when we were on cassettes because cassettes were difficult to get right. And sometimes we're just like, okay, 
I'm going to listen to this whole, M- yeah. this whole MC Hammer album. I'm going to just listen to it all the way through, you know? But like, dude, on CDs, the beauty of the CD also was quality. But two, we could skip. We could skip around. So like, we like, were I don't doing that. To this intro, yeah. But no, <laughs> never now, skip. We're back now. Like yeah. the uh, Spotify streaming music, nobody listens to an album from start to finish anymore. Mm-hmm. They just either listen to the top tracks on Spotify or just pick whatever like oh i don't like this song skip to the next one yeah make your own playlist put it in like call it a day yeah exactly yeah so it's hard for like i feel like the concept album doesn't really exist anymore in Mm -hmm. today's streaming climate you know yeah no that's i definitely think there's way to that and and you said you said a really good thing earlier too justice you're talking about about the inclusion of of anime back then dude back in that day anime was not on anything like i guarantee people watch that on like mtv and stuff and they're like what even is this because that was me yep. i think mm-hmm. now thinking back on it, i think that is what first introduced me to anime and of course you know uh, tsunami i think at the time might have been cowboy bebop and like uh trigun and stuff but yeah. It was really Daft Punk. I was like, what is this style? Like, I'm, it wasn't cartoony or anything like that, like how we had in America. I was like, what is this style? Like, it definitely felt very like import, like import games to me. I was like, wait, what? Like, I was fascinated. Like, this is crazy. I've never seen this before. So the, the, the album came out in 2001. And I believe the movie Interstellar came out in 2003. So does that mean that? One more time, I, I I don't recall the time frame, but was there a music video before the movie came out? Like, I'm wondering if they had animated that beforehand and then decided to create something whole around it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the a, movie came out a couple years after. Yeah, no, it did, it did, and there was the music video. Gosh, what what was the music video by? Don't you remember? Uh, remember before like, that, no, I I'm always remember to- just the music video being what's actually in the movie. Like they just yeah. cut it out basically. I remember but, seeing like other, oh, this looks like there's something else to it. Like that's what I thought when I saw the music video, like I was like, yeah. this looks like it's part of a whole. That's really interesting. I can't remember what the music video for that song is. I bought, I don't I think bought it the album, one. like the vinyl single. Cause I was spinning in clubs and shit. And that went hard as fuck every time. And I have that, and the, the the vinyl has like it says one more time in like rainbow with like it's all, all black vinyl with like just the the title of it like shooting forward, like the mm. more you know type shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't I don't think I dude once I had the album, I like never actively sought to find it on TV or watch the video because I had it on CD. I don't remember ever seeing it. I don't know. I'm tripping. That's weird. I don't remember. I don't think there may have not been one, at least not that I'm ever aware of, like one more time and like a harder, faster, better, stronger. It's always, uh, at least every time I've seen a video too, it's always the, the one from Interstellar. Yeah. Uh, That's what always comes up. Yeah. So if there's a music video, other music video, yeah, I've never seen it. I don't, I don't think there is because I, well, I've never seen it. So yeah, I'm not sure. It's like one of their biggest hits on there. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lasting impression. They somehow, and Bido, you said a great one earlier too, about how their songs are are simple, but yet so complicated and so catchy. There's, there's some sort of element of lasting impression with these songs where they can basically take a four bar loop or, or infinitely yeah, repeat it, it yeah. infinitely <laughs> repeat it, but somehow they, they're able to, 
make it so that there's a lasting impression where you do not want to t- turn off it. Even their first album, I bought around the world. <laughs> I mean, around the world. Yeah. Prime example, right? It's basically four bar loop with them saying around the world the whole time. That's it. And for some reason you cannot turn it off. Yeah. As soon as you say around the world, it's, it plays in my head. Like do, 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 that baseline. Do, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's that fucking baseline. They get it. It's just so catchy. It's so funky. And even their, even their tracks that weren't very popular. Like if you listen to the first album, which is called homework, it's very almost like, underground French house kind of styled. And some of the songs definitely, I would say they, they either hit the mark with that, like around the world one more time, or they kind of outstay their welcome a little bit, but still they're, they're still great to listen to and funky. And it's weird, man. It's just totally weird how they can do that. Cause I can't say that about every EDM artist. Now. And like, even, um, what was it? It was Random Access Memories, right? Was their last album. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, there are a couple songs on there, and I was listening to some of their uh, that album too. And it's just, you know, as much as I love Daft Punk, it's really all for me about discovery, and then a few couple of offshoot songs of theirs. Um, but like their, just their approach to music uh, in general is what I love about them. Like, even if I don't love every single song of theirs, like just their approach to how they produce music is so fascinating to me because it's really, even today I find it so unique, like how they're, like you said, like it's a four bar loop, but like somehow they find a way to make that interesting for two, three minutes, sometimes even way longer <laughs> than that. And yeah, like I, to this day, I can still listen to around the world for just infinite loop. Like I never get tired of it. Yeah, it's a masterpiece, hands down. Discovery is a masterpiece, and I th- encourage everyone to to go listen to it. If if uh, we've been talking like fifteen minutes about uh, Daft Punk, and um, you really need to listen to that stuff and and let it hit you in any way that it does, because I think it's it's really a special album and one that it's kind of like on those. I honestly I hold it up with like albums like Thriller and things like that. Like they're just so special and so magical in the moment that it's going to be hard to recreate, and in fact, never be able to be recreated. So. Do yourself a favor, listen to Discovery, listen to that top to bottom and um, and definitely check it out. And I just, I find it weird just so we can wrap this up. I feel it was weird seeing the video of them like breaking up and then like one of the robots blowing up and like them just like walking, like walking away into the sunset. Like, it's just weird to me. I, I, the whole thing is weird. I don't understand. Like people are like, oh, it's, it's for hype. They're trying to build something up. I'm like one... Okay, maybe, but two, it's daft fucking punk. You don't need to hype anything up. People are going to be, they, they just don't need to. They're, they don't need any of that. Like if they dropped an album tomorrow, it will be the number one selling album in, in the, at the end of the day. It's just the way it is. Like they don't need any of that. So, but then why would they even announce this? Why would they even announce a breakup? They've been quiet since Random Access Memory since 2014. Not a remix, not a feature, nothing. They've been quiet. Right. So why even mention it? I just don't know. And so the speculations are going wild. Like maybe one of them is, is dying or something. One of them is terminally ill. Like we don't know. We just really don't know. They don't say anything. Why yeah, waste money on been... it? That's what Steph said. Why waste money on doing all the, the production, the video? And like, what's, what's the point? I don't know. I feel like their whole aesthetic kind of lets them do a video like that. You know how they're, I know that like they have shown their face, but they always have the helmets on. Right. And they, they have yeah. a sort of uh 
pers- uh, persona that they put on. So having like, basically if they're saying like, you know, we're not going to make any music from now on, rather than just say nothing and never make an album again and just say, Oh, we're retiring. It feels very daft punk for them to actually go out that way. If it is like, do, do you think that it's not a breakup and it's actually, Hey, remember us, <laughs> something new is coming. I'll be honest with you. I do not know what I feel about that. I don't, I really don't because they're so mysterious they're so mysterious that I mean, it's called epilogue. Like, you know, yeah, and that's so like yeah. that's where. I mean, yeah, yeah. But you know, it could be a fake out. People have done that before. I, I, I honestly hope it's not because you know, like I said, that video kind of hit me in the feels. Yeah, <laughs> put no, me on for blast sure. at yeah. the beginning. Yeah, I don't but think it'd from be a fake out if it was just. You know. Yeah, I don't. I think that's just them saying, you know, it's it's farewell. You know, it's like we've had our time and. Uh, they like, yeah, they're personal. I actually, I know they've shown their faces before. And to me, Daft Punk is always, you know, the two robots. Like I, I honestly don't even know what they look like underneath there. I've never looked it up. And this, I think, you know, they haven't really, I know they've been like producing, like they did, uh, right. The weekend star boy, they produced that as well. Like uh, oh, yeah. a couple okay, years yeah. ago, yeah, there was a few things. So, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've been behind the scenes, I think, on a on stuff, um, but like their own, like actual Daft Punk releasing something. I think at this point, they're like either one or both of them are just you know done with that, and they're like you know let's just send it off with something. And even do you guys ever see? Um, like now I'm trying to remember a few years ago, one of them uh, released a song on their like YouTube channel and it has like three no. different versions of the song. And it's, it's really weird. I'll, I'll try to look it up later, but. And and I would love to play all these songs, folks. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I really would. Uh, yeah. I really would, but unfortunately I can't. Yeah, fucking hammered. Well, you know, that's actually a good point because um we were just talking about this. One of them produced that song that I just absolutely love. It goes so hard. Um, what's that fuck um music uh feels better yeah, feels better with you. Feels better um, with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. And there's it's really weird because there's like on the his on the channel, it's his I think individual channel, there's like three different music videos like it's uh and it's just that and then there's a there might have even been another fourth like a fish i don't know but it's it's a really catchy song i really like it but i love it it is it's it's um i thought it was daft punk uh, when i heard it. i go dude daft punk dropped another yes. fucking song i'm freaking out and then i look i'm like oh it's it's like what's it called stardust or is it stardust star, star uh, it's star something i yeah. feel so, feels like an idiot i don't remember but but yeah, I, I listened yeah. to it and I was like, this sounds like a Daft Punk song. And then I saw the little symbol on it. It's one of the little robots. And I was like, it's wait. It's one of them. Did, yeah. Yeah, it's just one of them. And I was like, I, at the time when I heard it, I was excited. I was like, oh, does this mean they're going to do something else? But yeah, nothing ever came of it. And right. that that to me just makes me think that, yeah, this is this is the end of Daft Punk. Like, yeah. And it really makes me regret I never went to their... 2007 alive when yeah. they're doing the concerts because right. god you can watch that in vr oh my god somebody uh <sighs> recreated their the live 2007 alive concert in uh like the unity game engine you can 
basically watch it in VR. Do you have that is, VR? Can I please just what? Oh my! Uh, I'm not sure, but you'd probably miss out on sort of the effect. If I am going to strip VR. down, buck naked, <laughs> put on a VR, and go to that concert. I I have to see that. Yeah, Maybe other than yeah, other than Discovery Alive, uh, 2007, that album, like I love the remixes and like just uh, like each track is like two, I believe like two two of their songs combined in there and they're like kind of remix and yeah that that's oh, another one so of them that yeah, yeah i absolutely love that album as well dude i think they did around the world and one more time in that yes mix. yeah they did oh yeah. my god it, i just went i just went ballistic when i heard that and it they fit so perfect like the same key and everything i'm like oh my god yeah, these guys yeah, that's, that's, when i first heard that i was like i was like oh my god this is that and just actually that and discovery compete to me because i really love what they did with uh mixing their old songs and new songs and how they flowed into each other and i was like ah yeah absolute masterpiece actually before we get we get off this what is off of just discovery if you have one what is like your top uh if you have a favorite song off that album or maybe a couple songs because i know for me it's always you know, of course, one more time and digital love, like, oh God, I love the music video and, you know, the little, uh, the solo and digital love it kind of sounds like an electric guitar, but I'm not sure it even is that. I can't but, answer this, dude. You know, I yeah. can't answer this. That's tough, man. For something, <laughs> I'd probably say maybe something about us. Something about, like, us. Yeah. about us. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. It's I just know. so good. Yeah. Oh man. The little synth in the back. Yes. background there oh it's perfect dude the, i think those are my top three is. yeah mm-hmm. yeah just it's so good dreaming I mean, about it it's kind of like the only doom, song on the doom, album that sounds doom, like that too doom, it is yes. it's so mm-hmm. yeah it's a good interlude for like the, what's coming afterwards for the yeah. uh, sort of ending of the album that's just another i think that's just another example of the masterpiece of that album how it like transitions you know we go from uh you know the intro and then you know uh now I'm just thinking, you know, something's in the air with the little drummer on the beginning of there. And just like that hype moment oh, where he's rescuing them. Uh, crescendos. And crescendos as well. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. What they're like, yeah. Like it just, it flows really well. And like, it really is like structure, like a movie. Um, I like how you reference the, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where he saves them. But that, that movie has no dialogue. Man, I was tearing up no, at the end yeah. of that movie. Can you imagine like a movie with no dialogue and it can bring you to tears at the end? That yes, like, that's like powerful. Like Jason, you mentioned this how you know music. We love music because it you know brings out an emotion in us or something. And watching that movie, yeah, like there's no dialogue. It's just uh, music playing over the um the movie. And at the time, I'm I was I can guarantee you by the end of it, I was probably bawling like a baby. Like just yeah, how amazing oh, it is. Man. Yeah, it hits you a certain way. Absolutely. If you let it, if you let it in. It's going to do that 100%. Well, we're just going to, we just want to talk about this. Sorry, it's been a half hour, but I don't really give a shit. This is honestly an album that is this magical and has this much impact on not just the people who've listened to it, but like an industry as a whole, the lasting impression, the mysterious, but uh, respected um, feeling that it gives you like, it's so powerful that it's worth it to talk about this. And if this really is the final, then 
then we're going to send it off, you know, properly and, and talk about it. And that's really what all three of us wanted to get together and do kind of before we even talk about anything else in the episode. And I just, yeah, just go back through their whole catalog, listen to the music, let it hit you, let it absorb. But my goodness, are we lucky to have had such great music come out from them. Yeah. And actually, uh, I think a really good for people to call in and stuff is, you know, let uh, call in, you know, what is your favorite either song or album or uh, that you listen to and like a memory tied to it. Cause I always think that's, that's really great to hear from other people. Like, uh, you know, uh, their connection to either a song or an album or something. Yeah, absolutely. I agree completely. That'd be, that'd be awesome to hear if you have any Daft Punk memories, but even if you don't, if there's any other artist or music that you have a, a deep connection with that does something similar to this. I think, I think people who, I think people who don't passively listen to music, people who actively listen to music have experiences like this. So if you are in that boat and do have something, that's a great suggestion, Bido. feel free to give a call in and leave a voicemail. Cause yeah, we'd love to hear about it. It's a great uh, way to plug the voicemail to 503-908-5490. And you could also just record yourself on your, phone or what have you and email it on over live at gmail.com. I think that's great. Um, yeah, good times. Good times. I, in fact, I did the same shit by right after I saw that I went and I put on discovery and I just turned that fucking thing up and I just sat there and I just vibed out. I just, and I just loved it, man. That is literally the only CD. Uh, I still like, like, years later i went out and just i bought it again i was like this is the only one i ever want to have physically <laughs> out of all them like i've literally listened to probably at this point thousands and thousands of songs and i love a lot but that album i'm like yeah that's the one i want physically <laughs> yeah yeah and, it's the only one yeah God, and I, even I, at that time <laughs> even at the time it was out cd um i loved it so much i, I bought the vinyl i you know i bought the vinyl single I bought anything that was related to it musically. I just, it was that important. I didn't even like technically need all that, but I wanted it. I wanted to support them. I you know what I mean? It's just so powerful. So powerful. And what yeah. a great time, man. I mean, in general, and this is something that can't really be like, not everyone has like their, the only, I mean, everyone has their own attachment to the songs and things. But like for me personally, like 2001 was just such a great time also in general, like the time that it was when it was released. Like I remember other albums that were coming out, like Missy Elliott had just dropped an album. It was really awesome. And there's a whole bunch of great R and B and a lot of just, it was a great time for kind of like that futuristic two thousands kind of um, era of music. You know, there was a lot of like punk was really starting to pick up and, you know, Blink-182, there's a bunch of really cool stuff coming up and like, it was a great time, man. There was a lot of great music. Yeah around that time too. So not to, not to discredit anyone else who released an album in 2001, but if you did, you <laughs> fucked up. You fucked up if you did. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, t- 2001 was discovery. Everyone else beneath that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoping yeah. it's going to be like a Jay-Z black album moment where he's like, yep, this is my last album. And then he continues to g- release like six albums. <laughs> <laughs> if we can All only right. be so lucky. <laughs> yeah, really. All right. So, hey, thanks for listening to all that, folks. 30 minutes in. It's a beautiful thing. That's our, you know, that's the show here. We don't give a damn. We talk about whatever we want. So we do. Um, so some other random news before we jump into some, I have a lot, actually, I have a lot of gaming news and a couple of tech news articles. But uh, before we do, before we wrap up the music thing, two quick updates about some music for me. 
because you know I like to update on some stuff that's happening. Bandcamp, y'all know Bandcamp. They are doing a um, uh, waiving their revenue share again. They've been doing this more and more often. I'm very thankful for it. Bandcamp is a great platform where uh, independent artists can release their albums in full quality. You can add a bunch of additional things on top of just the music. You can add your artwork. And it's a great way to support uh, musical artists. So I encourage everyone at this point to go onto Bandcamp. And if you want to support your favorite artist, definitely buy their stuff on, when's the date? I wrote the date here. Uh, March 5th. March 5th for 24 hours from 12 midnight to 12 midnight. They're going to be doing it 24 hours. So check that out. Um, I'm not saying this because I want you to go to my band camp and buy my whole discography. I'm not saying it because of that, but I am. No, definitely check it out. And if you are, dude, if you want to support any of your favorite artists, that is the day to do it because artists will get 100% of the revenue. So check that out. Um, and then lastly, before we jump into gaming news, finally, fucking finally, can I, where's my oof? I got some oofs. I got some Bob Stop Saget. It. Stop it. Well, I just, Get some help. All this stuff. Background beats. Finally. Oh my gosh. It's coming out. It's out now. Background beats. Cutting edge. Finally. It only took three months to release it. But uh, it is actually being syndicated as I, as I say this right now. It's going live everywhere. Finally. But this is my uh, DMCA royalty-free background music project that you can use. You can use these songs in your podcasts, YouTube videos, Twitch streams with absolutely no issues with copyright. You won't have any issues with that. So check them out. It's on all the streaming platforms, my website, Bandcamp, all that good stuff. But I encourage everyone to check it out. Cutting Edge Beats. This is kind of more... The Cutting Edge stuff is music that didn't necessarily fit in a certain genre, as in like it's specific to hip hop, chillax, whatever. It doesn't really fit too much. Like there's some like kind of more aggressive, more like guitar stuff, like chunky, like cut time stuff. There's some kind of more edgy stuff in there. Just random stuff that didn't really necessarily fit. There's another 35 songs for you. That you can use absolutely free. And I encourage everyone to check it out. So I had to re-release it because I had it. <laughs> it's a long story. I've already said it. I don't need to say it again, but I had some drama with it. So I pulled it and re-released it, but it's live now, folks. So one more round of applause. All right. Yeah. Little, little Tim Allen for you there. He's excited for it. You know, Tim Allen's always excited for it. Um, yeah, that's all the news I have for the random stuff. Now, let's put that aside. You guys ready for some gaming news? Should we jump in, talk about some stuff? Did you guys watch um, the Nintendo Direct at all? Did you guys happen to see it? I didn't see I didn't, it. I but I did see like um, just people talking about it and stuff. Yeah, I um, I watched like part of it, and then I went back for the highlights because I thought there was some cool stuff that was mentioned in there, and I have kind of just bullet points of what was uh, what was announced, and I'm not going to go into great detail with it, but let's talk about a few things here. So, from what I watched and the recap here is mostly focused on announcements of like new games coming to the Switch. It says on here for the first half of 2021, so we'll see. Here are some highlights. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is going to get ported over to Switch. Um, Famicom Detective Club is coming to North America. I thought of Stephanie. I wonder if she had seen that. Hey, Steph, did you see this this Famicom Detective thing? Yeah, she yeah she wants it. Right, I knew that. I knew that was coming. What? 
Oh, that's two games? Yeah, see, she knows more than I do about it. She gets her own <laughs> show to do this. Um, Legend of Mana, headed for Switch in June. That looks pretty good. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise launches March 26th. Monster Hunter is always good. This one really got my attention. Mario Golf Super Rush. What? Mm. Mm. Are you guys excited for that? Mm. Yeah. I, okay. you know, I'm, I'm down for that for Fucking sure. Fucking A. I can't wait. All right. So that's day one. You know what? I, I can only hope we get like another kind of like Wii Sports style. You know what I mean? I just, I just want that again. And they've, they've done, they've done sports games in the past. They've, they've always been doing sports, even from the original Famicom and NES days, doing just sports games. Back in the, remember they had just baseball, <laughs> like oh, yeah. soccer, football, golf. That's what it was called. <laughs> so Nintendo's always been on the, the cusp of doing sports games. So I love it. But did you guys see um, uh, Fancy Justice? Did you see the announcement of uh, this game at all? The uh, Mario Golf? Yeah, Mario Golf. Yeah, yeah, I did. What did you think? Mm, I mean, I never really... Wait, was there, there was a Mario Golf on, on 64, right? Yeah, that's there yeah, was a yeah, GameCube. There was, yeah, there was both. Toadstool's Tour, I think it was called. Yeah, so I haven't played Mario Golf since the Nintendo 64 version. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely down for... Because like I just recently got a Switch. I didn't have a Switch... Uh, for the longest time. So I'm ready for Mario sports titles to just start flowing in and I can play them all again. Well, and to be honest, man, if you just got a switch now, like what a great time. I mean, like you, you honestly, you missed nothing by waiting. A lot of people will say that like, Oh, I want to get a day one to get all the, like you missed nothing. Everything is there now. It's fantastic. There's, there's plenty of games to play. Not a problem at all, but uh, Bido, did you, uh, did you watch the trailer or see that at all? Yeah, I did see the, uh, when they announced it, and I was like, as soon as I saw, I was like, man, I want to go play some wire golf now. Like, mm-hmm. and the was it speed golf mode? That seems like it could be kind of fun in there. I just, yeah, I, like a- you, you know, you know, my first thought was like, how's the online? Like, is the online going to be <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> online? I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, last week I re- or two weeks ago I reported that they Nintendo was updating their servers and their technology for their online stuff. So- yeah, hopefully we can hopefully do something but and then uh correct me if i'm wrong but isn't there also like a story mode they're including in mario golf yeah yeah no there is i saw that in the yeah. too yeah so at least that should that should be pretty good you know their story yeah. modes are always pretty good but it's all about that online we got to get online oh i know like we got to get some on that mario golf 64 oh <laughs> wanted, oh, how did yeah. parsec work out yeah, right. Yeah, get some yeah. parts that going on that. Emulate that. Fuck. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, Capcom Arcade Stadium is was now available. It launched, I think, that day, actually, which is great. Um, if you guys haven't gone and downloaded that yet, please do, because they give you one free game in there. I think it's 1942, I think, or 1943. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the free game in there. And also, there's, I think, Ghouls and Ghosts are one of them. For a limited time, you get some other game free as well, mm-hmm. if I remember right. Absolutely go pick that up. It's it's fantastic. I don't really care for the fact that they they grouped 
I don't know how many games are in there, like 30 or something, or maybe 40 or something like that. And they've grouped them in bundles. Like, you can't a la carte yeah. buy. Like, I really want a Giga Wing. I was like, come on. Yeah. Just, 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 come on. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. We played that recently. Now. As soon as I was like, oh, man, that's so awesome. Yeah, that I saw Giga Wing on there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, oh, it's 15 bucks. But honestly, the 15 bucks that it is, I know, I know. But you get. Like it's a collection. What it was like? What ninety? What was it? Ninety three to like ninety eight or something collection. And it has the Giga Wing and Ghost, and it has all the great, like all the it has Street Fighter. Get it has on, all these yeah. great games. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I know it's worth it, but it's kind of frustrating. Like, I just want one. I just want one game. I feel yeah, like doing always, it a la carte would be smart. But I always hate it when it's like you only want the one game, but the only way to get it is you got to buy these two other games, and that's mm-hmm. how they get you. Man, that's so backwards. That's like buying into cable packages. Like nobody does that anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've cut cable, so <laughs> just back to one game at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. That's a great way to look at it. Um, but yeah, no doubt, absolutely gonna. I'm gonna pick up that one bundle with Giga Wing in it for sure. Come on, Jason. Come on. Come on, dude. The fucking music is great. And also, I don't know if if it's in the arcade because these are all arcade ports, but the Dreamcast one, dude, the music when you're getting like your score, the high score, it's that that little like, dude, the loop is even off. The like the the loop, it goes like dun 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 dun. And then like it cuts and it's like a half beat (laughs) off. They just said fuck it and left it in. Uh, Go listen to it on Dreamcast. It'll, It'll blow your mind. It's so good though. It has this like nasty chunky guitar. I love it. And uh, those games they come with rewind or rewind and pause and save oh. states, don't they? As oh, well. Oh, yes. you just brought it up. Yes, thank you. I absolutely have to say this before we move on from it, dude. Can every single developer who was going to have rewind in their games put this on fucking PSA? Put this out there. Every single developer who makes a game, if you're going to put rewind in your game which I encourage you to do so because I'm a fucking noob and I like to rewind. You have to do it the way that Capcom has done this, this game, that arcade stadium. You have to do it this way. Instead of going into like a, a semi menu where you hold two buttons and it goes into a menu and then you pick your state and then select and then start it from that state. Instead of that Capcom arcade stadium does it like this. It's one button you press and hold it, and it just instantly rewinds. When you let go of the button, it just continues from that point. It's like a fucking cassette tape. It's like a cassette tape. And it's per, uh, dude, it's perfect. It's instant. You don't realize how much time you waste going in. I know this is like really nitpicky or whatever, but dude, <laughs> when you go into a menu and then like, you know, on, on Switch Online, you go into it, brings up little boxes, and then you select the box like four or five back, and then you select A, and then it goes back in, right? But this is instant. It's like a, it's like a, a tape, a like an analog tape. tape. Yeah. Dude, that it only is works brilliant. If, like if your controller has, it, like if the game doesn't use all the buttons on your controller, you can easily do that. But if every button's accounted for, which button's going to be the rewind button? That's true. That's true. And most, yeah, I guess most games use all the buttons. So yeah, that makes sense. Well, this is like NES, NES games or like any. I think for this is really great for classic. I mean, classic games, yeah, yeah, classic games. I love. I'm with you. I love the rewind feature and even uh, like save states and stuff. Um, love it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm with you. Like every if if you want me to buy these games again, like that better be in there. 
I will I will say I will go out and say on limb like I will rebuy a game even if I own it physically or on another platform or have it on PC, got it on Steam, got it in a humble bundle. I don't give a fuck. I will buy it again, even if they've just added rewind. That's how important I think it is to me. I really would because it makes it so, like, dude, I could actually complete these games and enjoy the the full experience. I really like, would. like we like we were just talking about like ghouls and ghosts or ghosts and goblins. I would never want to play that again on the old Super Nintendo or whatever where there's no rewind because that game is ridiculously hard and level frustrating. Three, best I can do. That's it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. I've never seen past level three until recently. I beat the whole game. I don't give a shit what you say. I use rewind and I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, see, and I'll tell you next week how I really feel. See? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Love it. Um, what else is here? Capcom Arcade Stadium. Mario-themed animal droppings. New Horizon update launched on that day as well. Which, um, if you... Uh, you can now put pipes down. Plus, you can lay the pipe. You can lay the pipe. Which is really cool. You put one pipe down and then put another pipe at like the other end of the map. And you can warp now. I think that's really, really awesome. Steph, are you going to put it next to Tom Nook's store or what are you going to do? She's going to put it next to my house. Oh, yeah, because you want to get over there sometime. Mm-hmm. Clean she your pipes. To, <laughs> want, put it in your toilet. <laughs> She's going to put it near my toilet. That's right. <laughs> That'd be really weird if I'm there, like taking a dump and you just like, bloop, 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 pop up. Like, what's yeah. up? Okay. Or you just go in. You go to sit or, down. Or she's coming up and she sees my ass. She's like, wait, this is the wrong pipe. Wrong toilet. <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, okay, that's fine. You can't go back on those until you come no. out the other end. Yeah, first. you can't. You have to actually push me off the toilet to go back down. Steph's in there just probably shaking her head. Um, Star Wars Hunters coming out later this year. There was... There was that no was real... underwhelming. Okay, hold on. No, no, no. It's you're a mobile good. game, right? She said it's it a Battle Royale like game. That's what they it looks like. Nothing. They didn't Where did anything. you see that? Because they showed nothing on the yeah, thing. All right, now she, here. It's, should I plug in this mic for you? Because you got all the info. I guess she um, she saw it somewhere. Zia, that like, I was pissed at Facebook that announcement. Company. I go, okay, great, a Star Wars game. What in the? F- Hold on. What, what in the, the fuck, fuck is, is it? it? I wanted to know. They didn't show anything. There was nothing there. I don't have high hopes for that uh, <laughs> at all. What you know? What I feel it's going to be. It's going to be another like watered down Fortnite styled looking battle royale game. Why is everyone? Oh, I know the answer to it. Why is everyone doing the whole Fortnite style too? Like the little cartoon sort of animated looking. You know what I mean? It's just stop it's that. Just, stop. It's easier to make those assets, but it's by the same company that made Farmville for Facebook. So I'm not stop really it. excited. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I don't want that. All right. She's going to send me the link in Discord. Yeah, send it through. We'll take a look at it. Um, Hades, physical release, March 19th. Hades is a really popular game. Yeah. yeah awesome stuff. game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Definitely going to pick that up. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection launches on the Switch June 10th. Looks fantastic. Also, it's cool. You know, like we're getting some of these classic games. Bring them back. Bring them back. That's what I'm saying. I've been saying this since the Wii U days. Nintendo, release your games. Release these games. Uh, Apex Legends. 
coming out March 9th. That ought to be pretty big for him. I can't imagine that running good on the Switch, though. No, oh, my I, God. No. What it's going to be fucking Especially terrible. in handheld mode. I just... Some of these games, man, they're not going to run well. Uh, Splatoon 3 launching early next year. So we're a little ways out on that. But Splatoon 3, that's a, that's a pretty popular franchise. People like that a lot. So that's really cool to see a, a third one coming. And then finally, uh, the uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD remaster, which was really the the uh, the killer app that happened that 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 uh, conference. That was huge. That's huge that they're bringing that game. That was on the Wii. Skyward Sword. Yeah, with motion control. That one I've never played, and all I've ever heard is just bad things about that game, like how it's so slow and boring, and there's a lot of padding apparently. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, just I, give me one Waker HD again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's an so I'm kind of torn. I put this in notes for later to talk about, but maybe we can talk about it real quick right now. I I'm torn with this because I think it's a it's a great game. It was it was it was great for Wii too. And the motion control, you know, say what you want about it. It you know, it was definitely kind of hit or miss. It took it was a learning curve for sure. But okay, thank you. Um, but the thing about it is I wanted to bring this up later, but I'll just bring it up now. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're doing it live now. <laughs> um, folks, the, the, the reason that I'm excited is because they are remastering and bringing back a Nintendo Wii game on Switch. I think people forgot about this for a second. They didn't think about this. Do you know how important that is? This is the first game that is being brought to the Switch that was an exclusive Wii game with proper motion controls. They've re- remapped it, but also they have made the ability to use your controllers and Joy-Con with this. They have invested the energy to do both. Why is this important? This opens the door. This could, I, sh- I, should, I should say, this could potentially open the door for more Wii games to come over. I want Wii games to come over to Switch because they can do motion control. The Joy-Con are way more powerful than the Wii Remote. They can do it. This is yeah, great news. Not to break your bubble, Jason, but they released the Switch Lite, right? Which that one can't really do motion controls unless it's like you buy them separately, right? Because they're however, permanently attached however, on there. However, they address this in the conference. And they have there. You can map your controllers to that game. There's ways to do it. It will natively support the the Joy-Con for uh for the game. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, have this to. Is, yeah, yeah I mean, they, they have, have to, to for all the yeah. Switch Lite owners out there. But I I feel like Zelda is a special case for them bringing it over. And don't get me wrong, like I would love to see Wii Sports again <laughs> or any Wii. Honestly, just pour everything to the Switch from their old back catalog. Excite bots. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> How easy would that be? All that is where's, is fucking, yeah. where's my Wii wheel? That's all it needs. Oh, bless you, my dear. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, Bridal, thank you for extinguishing my flame. <laughs> by stopping me here. onto the fucking ground. No, no, I hear you exactly. And I think that's going to be, if if it ever comes to that, no, I agree with you completely. If it ever comes to that, we're going to have a situation where 
the developers, gosh, unless they're first party, which Nintendo may or may not even invest the energy, they're going to have to figure out a way to do both control schemes. And you're right. Zelda is a very specific case for for this, which they invest energy because it's Zelda. But would Monster Games invest to figure out, well, that's a bad example because it only uses motion. Well, any other game that uses like the Wii Remote, you know, and can use uh, uh, controllers, joysticks, buttons, face buttons, would they invest energy to figure out how to map all that stuff? I'm thinking probably not. It probably wouldn't be worth the energy. But then maybe, I don't know, maybe. I I see like a little glimmer of hope. I'm like, there's a, there's a Wii game coming to Switch. What does this mean? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm excited. Like, I'm optimistic for it. I just... Nothing's going to happen. Feel, Let's just be real. Nothing's going to happen. But <laughs> well, if, if, it, if it needs the motion controls, I think that, like, bringing over a motion control only game to the Switch is kind of pointless. Like, a lot of those Wii games are not that good without the motion controls. Right. Especially if they rely on them. So, like, just to take it out and release the game by itself. But then there's tons of games that use a controller normally, which they could also... Didn't they... Aren't they making a Xenoblade remake for switch like that was a weak game wasn't it xenoblade chronicles or xenoblade yeah. the first one i think that they ported it over to the switch if i remember right yeah well isn't it a remake they like redid the graphics and all that i believe so I but that's just else? like a straight up rpg if i remember right yeah because i think they you couldn't have it like to the ds at one point or 3ds oh, yeah. that, that was a mess no, the new 3DS. Yeah, it doesn't work 3DS. on the old 3DS. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, it's, well, yeah. we're gonna see what happens. We'll see how well this this Zelda plays with um yeah. using uh, the the motion controls and also with the uh, just normal joystick. I think it's gonna be a, a great way to kind of jump into it and relive it with without motion control. To be honest, I think it may actually play better without motion. But you never know. You never know with these with how these play out so yeah i mean if anyone can figure out a way i would assume it'd be nintendo because they're the ones weren't they originally like oh it has to be motion controls like you can't deal with that so right hopefully it works well and you know people get to enjoy skyward sword again because all i've ever heard of that game is that it's it's not very good <laughs> mm-hmm. i feel like that happened with wind waker hd too like a lot of people didn't like that game when it was on gamecube Mostly the art oh, style, yeah. I think. The arts, people when it, for some reason hated it. When, they first when it re-released, out. I feel like everyone loves it now. So like, it just took a while to grow. So maybe Skyward Sword's the same, like with the new new console. Um, Star Wars Hunters, thank you for sending me this article. On Nintendo's official website, their store page here, Nintendo Star Wars Hunters will connect players in real time to battle in settings inspired by iconic Star Wars locations. Players will join squads of all new and authentic characters, including the bounty hunters, heroes of the rebellion and the Imperial storm stormtroopers in an action game that immerses players in a fast paced and visually stunning star Wars galaxy. Mm. I know, I That's still vague as fuck though. I feel like if it was battle Royale, like officially they would say that because that's like the buzzword. We're like PUBG by us. I don't know. It's just all it says really is that it's a fast paced action game and visually stunning. 
Oh, those are some words you better they be careful. Why why would they use visually stunning if they didn't show any <laughs> gameplay off when they when they released it? I th- they really should show. I mean, they're so far out. It's it doesn't even have a uh, it has nothing about it. Wow, it's the like, game file game. size it actually says three hundred megabytes on their store page. Uh oh. Why is Facebook. that here? This game, there's no way this is three hundred megabytes. That's the size of like it's like Flappy a mobile game size. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Weird. I don't know. We'll see. I'm. I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what what it's about. Um, I don't know. But if it looks like Fortnite, I'm not buying it. Um, how about BlizzCon? This was a big week for conferences. BlizzCon already uh, it happened. Also, I think a, a day later, two days later, something like that. Um, a couple highlights there. Diablo two resurrected. Stefan over there is doing some pelvic thrust right now. You should see it. Mm. She's excited. Diablo <laughs> two uh, resurrected announced. Uh, including the original game and the expansion, the Lord of Destruction. Um, Overwatch 2 was unveiled. I mean, we knew about Overwatch 2, but they actually showed some gameplay of it, which was kind of cool to see. Uh, I didn't actually watch all of it, so I don't have a lot to speak on. I didn't catch the whole conference, but I did see that they showed... Actually, I had a pretty big segment about Overwatch 2. There was really only two... (laughs) I'm going to hate... Everyone's going to be... Now I'm going to piss everyone off. I do this on purpose. They only announced, they only talked about two things, Diablo and Overwatch. It's the only things they talked about. I really feel like they should rename this from BlizzCon to just DiabloCon. They just need to do a DiabloCon or something and just do nothing but Diablo. Okay, Steph's all for it. She's like, yes, please. Okay, well. <laughs> Diablo 4 also was shown and discussed in great detail. Oh, I, I'm mistaken. They did a talk about the new WoW expansion. Shadowlands. Fancy Justice, are you getting down on that? Are you going to do it? Are you going um, back wow. into WoW? Oh, um, I was never into WoW. Never? Okay. I, well, I, 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 I he was never into yeah, WoW, was. Steph. He doesn't give a shit about WoW. <laughs> Steph just the signed fr- up like for when, another when month. the game came out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she just did a month. Fuck WoW. <laughs> well, the expansions included. Uh, pre-purchase went live on that day, too. So that's pretty cool. I'm all about that Blizzard arcade collection. Yeah. I, that's the next bullet point. Oh my goodness. Oh, Blizzard okay. Arcade Collection bundles three of the studio's most iconic and classic games. The Lost Vikings, a puzzle platformer that was originally released on the Super Nintendo in 93. Blackthorn, which was also originally released in 1994 on the Super Nintendo, as well as the crowd favorite Rock and Roll Racing, Vehicle Combat Racer, Isometric View. Um, and uh, they're on their way to the digital storefronts as of writing that, but they're available now. You should uh, go and check them out. I think this is great because those three games, they they must have just had a really big impact on a lot of people back when they were released. I remember these games fondly. I remember renting them and then ha- must having to own Lost Vikings. One, I don't even really like puzzle games. And that game was like kind of difficult for me because you had to use all three different Vikings. They all have three different abilities. One's really fast. One can jump. One has a shield to block enemies. Like you have to use them in conjunction with each other to get through levels. But what stood out to to me most about Lost Vikings was the music. Of course it would, dude. The music, unbelievable music. Um, yeah, Lost Vikings. Which, in fact, really funny story about this. The music for the Lost Vikings was composed by uh, a guy by the name of Charles Deenan. Um. Great guy. In fact, I looked I looked it up, found out that he was... Because there was like tons of like New Jack Swing, kind of like pop hip-hop stuff. Like, honestly, if you listen 
to the Lost Vikings soundtrack. Like I did a drum cover of too. I loved it so much. You should listen to the music and it has all these influences of like New Jack Swing stuff. I thought, dude, who is this fucking, who is producing this music? Found him, found him on Facebook, wrote to him like maybe two or three years ago, had a great conversation with him actually about it. And he was saying how he was influenced by all of the early, like late 80s and early 90s stuff, like Teddy Riley, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. He was listening to like all the great R&B pop stuff. And he wanted to kind of recreate that sound for a game that it wasn't really fitting for. But these these Vikings were kind of hip and odd in their own way. And he, it was like a really cool blend of sounds. And that yeah, was dope. I even sent him my drum cover that I did. He, he gave me a thumbs up. He thought it was cool. So that's my little nice. little exciting moment that I had. But he's he's awesome. He actually went on to work for EA and he he does all of the sound design and mastering for most of the EA trailers. Like all the Need for Speed, all the Battlefield trailers, they do the sound design. A um, lot of really cool stuff. So he's yeah, he's he's definitely in the industry now, which is really cool, but that's just sort of a side rant there. But anyway, did you Abido, uh, did you play any of these games back in the day? Blackthorn or Rock and roll racing, or I mean, I know you played rock and roll racing, but did you play Lost not Vikings? Back in the, not back in the day, I didn't play any of these games. And now that you're mentioning the music and Lost Vikings, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go check that out. But yeah, I saw this and uh, yeah, rock and roll racing, like, because we recently played that and I was like, oh, I, cannot, I cannot believe we were just talking about this. So and weird. even, and they decide, now we know why they, yeah. They shut down uh, Motor Rock. Sh- yeah. Shut down Motor Rock. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's just it's great to finally have a modern updated version of these three classic Blizzard games. And they weren't even Blizzard at the time, right? At the when they made these, were they it, Blizzard? No, they weren't. <laughs> uh, they were when it was a Black Thorn was, which was that was ninety four. So ninety four they had changed, but prior to that they were. Um, The fuck is it? Uh, Silic- Silicon and uh, Silicon was that no, wasn't Silicon Knights. That's another. <laughs> I remember what it was. It was I thought it was something Silic Silicon and something with an S S and S. It was something. I don't know. Uh, whatever they were, they, yeah, it was a different name. But yeah, I'm super excited because they. I haven't. I haven't played it yet. But if I want to say they have like a definitive version, right? Of a. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock and roll racing, and then they have the Super Nintendo and Genesis version as well, which that's cool. And yeah, that game is, I definitely want to play that some more. What is exciting about it for me is that the rock and roll racing, they're making it in widescreen on the Definitive yes, Edition. Yes, I, yeah. Dude, that is going to be so rad. I cannot wait to experience that. To get widescreen in four, view, yeah. oh, the, yeah, up to four people co op, right? <sighs> Sign me up. What about you, uh, Justice? Did you ever play any of these games back in the day when they came out? Uh, not back in the day. Actually, I've never heard even heard of Blackthorn before. Okay. Uh, okay. I've heard of Lost Vikings and Rock, like Rock and Roll Racing is awesome. I love those isometric like vehicle combat games. And um, yeah, the, the widescreen format is going to be really good for those. Yeah. I, does it sh- Can you play it online? I mean, I hope you can, right? I don't think it's online. I think it's oh just local, God. but oh you know, God. with yeah. the power of Parsec, <laughs> <laughs> the power of yeah. Parsec. Yes. Amazing. Well, it doesn't have to be emulated for that to work. No, it can be anything uh, on your computer. No. I think it's just, it's just taking your controller inputs. So yeah. it's, it, 
We can, oh, we can do for it. Yeah. I'm thinking it for the Switch. You just get it on PC. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I wouldn't want the Switch online on yeah. a game like that. I don't think. No, definitely not. <laughs> That's right. And then before we move on, I just want to say for, I did catch some of the Overwatch uh, highlights on there. And it seems like they're really, because they delayed it into 2022, I believe. Yeah. And it seems like they're really focusing on a lot of PVE stuff for Overwatch 2. Oh, uh, that's like good. With, I'm, I'm yes. glad. Yeah, I'm happy for that. That's great news. One, one of the things they mentioned, I believe, is that how, like their events in Overwatch 1, their PVE events really weren't that exciting. And I totally agree because I, I know we played them multiple times, but after the first time, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm done with this. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't what I want from Overwatch. And so they basically... It's they've like redesigned the whole PVE uh, game for Overwatch and they're introducing like new enemies, um, like how they interact with you and like how you destroy them. It's like more like you shoot a robot or an enemy and like the arm and stuff, you'll see like blow off or something and like they'll still come after you. And it's Mm. actually really got me really excited for Overwatch too because before this I was like, "Eh, it's more Overwatch. I'm sure I'll play it when it comes out. But now I'm like, uh, excited for the PVE stuff. They're gonna have a straight up single player mode, like a, yeah, like a campaign mode. Yeah. Which that's, and, that's what I'm excited for. Okay, and yeah. I yeah, and I really like the characters in Overwatch. Yes, that's same. you know, except for Genji, fuck Genji and uh, Hanzo. <laughs> yeah, <I love> Genji. <laughs> Just is like that's my character, but okay. no. he's my main. Well, but okay, no, I need healing from across the map. <laughs> yeah, about but yeah, it seems May. May's Bay. Yeah, oh God, yeah, me. Oh, for a little, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, watching that just it got me excited to, for Overwatch too. Because before this, I thought it was just going to be like an expansion to yeah. what Overwatch was, but me it really too. seems like they're focusing on developing a single player component to it and like fleshing out the story as well as um, PVE. Because Overwatch won their PVE events for really lacking and honestly i felt for how much they made off of that i was like they could have put more effort into this well, but they yeah. were okay like the first time around when the yes but started. but then they recycle them every year and it's like this and it was the same content. thing yeah yeah it's, every- no change at all. it's not enough content to, to do that like lucio ball you know i couldn't uh, handle that for like two years three years in a row dude they just need to yeah, they need to do PVE like straight up. That's the best part about it, man. I love playing that with a group of us. You know what we what we did at the end of it? We were so pissed. We just grouped up together like four or five of us. We just created a a, a private match and went yeah, in and fought bots. Yeah. We're just like fuck it. I don't care. I don't give a shit if I get no points for this. This experience is what we want. You know what I mean? To go in and just do PVE. Yeah, like, I feel dude, like for Over- Overwatch One, they really leaned on their whole. Overwatch esports league stuff and just went in the at least the wrong direction that I wanted it to do or for them to go. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm super excited and happy that they're focusing on more PVE stuff and single player stuff. I believe they said that like Overwatch Two, you can also when you play PvP in Overwatch Two, you also play with the Overwatch One players. Like it's it's not separate enough that you can't play with. Like if, so if you own Overwatch One, you don't need to buy Overwatch Two to play the PvP stuff. From what I understand. Yeah, I think that's right. I don't know if they changed it or not, but yeah, I remember, I do remember hearing that and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited for it to come out and like, uh, 
to play it again. I haven't played Overwatch in forever. Yeah, it's been a <laughs> long time. Have you guys time. seen the animated shorts for Overwatch? Oh, dude. Yes. We're on the topic. Like, talking about movies with no dialogue making you feel stuff. Man, the Bastion short is... Oh, oh stop it. <laughs> stop my boy. It. It's like, stop damn, it. man. That's that's amazing. I, they should make a movie. Literally? Like, I'm surprised. I bet you they're behind yeah. the scenes working on something. I cried like a baby. I cried like a baby in all of them. It's so good. So good. Yeah, the Bastion one? Oh, yeah. Balled my fucking eyes out. The little bird. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they need, you're right. You're right, dude. They need to make a movie. If, ever, if they ever need a little extra fucking income, a little bit of money to come rolling through, dude, Loot and boxes. not even take it to theaters, just fucking release a movie on a, on Netflix or something. They will, oh, dude. Or even a series, honestly, a series on Netflix about the characters and the whole Overwatch, like uh, either like a prequel when they're. Or, you know about Overwatch mm-hmm. and yeah. them fighting like because that really that's really what gets people invested is having attachment to their characters. Um, and I feel like that's what the little shorts did. Like it gave you a little backstory to the character and made you care more about them. Yeah. There's so much lore for like a PvP game. Like there's mm-hmm. all the characters have backstories yeah. and interesting yeah. quirks about them. They're not just like a skin that you play as when you play the game. And even like the little dialogue they would do like in the pre-round matches uh-huh. where they talk to each other. I always yeah. found that interesting. It's I was brilliant. like, oh, I want to yeah. learn more about it. Yeah. I was like, and Blizzard's CG team is top notch. They could, they could have made a movie back when like, you know, world of Warcraft came out or whatever, like Diablo two. I remember rewatching the Diablo two opening cutscene like a hundred times and being so impressed oh, yeah. with it. Even the Diablo three, the uh, cinematic trailer for that. Yeah. Like, Game aside, uh, like the, C- uh, yeah. the CG stuff for them has always been top notch. Yeah, for sure. Some of the best in the business, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I'm excited for all that too. I, I, I definitely think it's going to be. Um, I think people aren't, aren't going to really be expecting a lot. Like the the kind of the, the feel is, uh, you know, on the streets is that it's kind of like a, a DLC or expansion or whatever. But I think it's it's going to be much more than that. It's going to surprise a lot of people. And I'm, I'm definitely interested in it because if we can play PVE and shit like that, yeah, so down. So I'm, I'm excited for that too. Cool to see where it goes. And once they get closer to the launch, see where it goes. Um, I'm going to skip ahead a couple of episodes or episodes, a couple of segments here and talk about this next article here, because you guys, you guys actually have VR headsets yourselves. And, I want to talk about this because Sony announced that the, their next gen VR headset is going to be coming to the PS5. And there wasn't really, it's kind of, to say it was an announcement was kind of loose because they just basically said, like, yeah, we're working on it. It's coming. They didn't show anything about it or whatnot. They talked about a few things, but I, I just want to at least make a mention of it. It's going to include a better field of view, higher resolution, and a single cord. That has me actually more excited about it than anything. A single God, no cord. breakout box. <laughs> dude, dude, the PS4 uh, VR getting that thing hooked up, it's like fucking, like I'm on the fucking ER bed, you know, and they're like putting probes <laughs> and shit all over me. It's like, what is this? Um, but that and box did, was needed for like uh, processing power, I think, because the, the PS4 was kind of not strong enough for VR. Absolutely. Yeah, it, like it definitely wasn't up to, to snuff to do it. But the yeah. PS5, they say it will be. Uh, they say that it's not going to launch this year, so they're announcing plans. What I put here, plans for an early release next year at some point, but there's no official date. So, um, 
Yeah, they say better field of view, resolution, and a single cord. I mean, that's those are all common shit, though. Of course, there's going to be higher resolution. Of course, there's going to have better field of view. Those are things we already know. Like, if you're going to re remake a VR headset, like, it has to have that, of course. I mean, we're coming from 60 frames, 720p on the PS4. Like, it was, it was pretty low res, to be honest. And it was still fun, and we enjoyed it. You know, I still enjoy using it and playing some of the games. But, um, yeah, I'm, they have an interesting thing here because they also have to keep cost in mind, right? I mean, they can't be releasing a thousand dollar VR headset or can they, I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys think? I don't think they would do that. Um, just for consumers sake, like nobody's like, you know, if you already put a thousand dollars into your PC, maybe you'd be up for upgrading like a VR headset. But if you just bought a PS five and a TV or whatever, I don't think you're going to pay a thousand dollars for something like that. Yeah, and like we got to remember, you know, for Sony, their PSVR. Um, I always like. First of all, I, I give them props for building like I'd still say the best d hardware design headset. Like it was comfortable. It it was felt really good, and like you didn't have to like um, a lot of the other. At least like I had the, the Oculus Rift One. Like it had a little head strap, and the way it adjusted, I felt like Sony nailed it on that front. <sighs> but it was like the good enough VR headset. And I feel like that's what they're going to really bring uh, for the, this next one is it's going to be good enough. But if you're like all in, want the best experience of VR, you're going to be spending, you know, way more than what this one's probably going to cost. The um, like the PS4 one was sort of built off of old tracking hardware too. Cause it used the, wands and the uh camera yeah yeah so like it was sort of a, it was sort of like tacked on but i believe they said for the ps5 one that they must be doing some r&d or something and uh, they're going to have a new tracking i guess it'll just be cameras like the oculus yeah. quest and all that but i guess I, I was just gonna say my prediction for this one is gonna be yeah they're probably gonna use like inside out uh camera tracking like the quest does and honestly that's uh, I'm hoping because I really I don't know about you guys, but I really want VR to be like a mainstream thing because I want more games and more mm. experiences in VR. Because did either of you guys ever play the Astrobot game in VR for oh, it's, PlayStation? Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, right? it's really well done. That one, it took like a uh, concept we all know, like the 3D platformer stuff and just like in VR, it just it really I think it really nailed it. I think it's honestly up there with you know, like Mario 64 in the terms of what that did for 3D platforming games when it came out. Agreed. Yeah. And it's a shame more people haven't played that game because it is it's really awesome. It's it's honestly um, like the tech demo for VR. That was like the tech demo that they had. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like compared to PC VR, like the PS4 VR headset is kind of like a gimmick more than an actual thing that you can sit down and play games on. It's not like, you know, it's older. It's not quite there in the graphics fidelity and tracking and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm hoping agree, that they yeah. get that. Like, mm -hmm. it looks like somebody smeared Vaseline all over your eyes. <laughs> like when you're looking through the, like, yeah, it's very it blurry. It and, yeah. uh, you know, it's cool for what it is, but I, I would hate for someone's first experience in VR to be with the PS4 VR headset because it might turn them off from mm -hmm. like, oh, this is just like a toy or whatever. It's not actually worth investing in yeah and that's the that really is has 
always been, and I think will forever be the issue of VR is you can't really show someone what it's like until you actually put them in a headset. And if it's like, if they get a headset, that's not good and gets emotion sickness and stuff. They're probably going to be turned off of VR forever. So I hope this next one with PS five, that it's, it's, it's a good experience. It's good enough. And they get the cost down to where a lot of people buy it. Cause really mm-hmm. at this point, it's about bringing more people into VR so that more development can go in there. Yeah. Keep and the cost games. down and get people yeah. in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think when I bought my PSVR, I got the, I believe it was like the $200 bundle where it wasn't, it didn't have any of the motion controllers. It was just a camera and it came with Astrobot and I think Moss, which was another, it's another great uh, VR game, I think. And yeah, that, I was like, you know, it's, it's not the best VR headset, but those two games really, I was like, you know, they're, they really, I think showed off like, like you mentioned, it was like a great tech demo for what VR can be. I think if you, it also, it depends on like, if you show it to somebody, you have to like kind of debrief them a bit and like, like, look, this is kind of like baby VR. That's what I call it. I call this baby VR because it kind of is like the very first, like sort of like an introduction. It's not great. And like, it's fun and it's exciting, but it's, it's not what the real VR experience is. Right. Cause it's just, it's not there. Like I've introduced yeah. the PS4 VR to, um, to Brandon, actually Brandon came to visit and he played that for the first time. And also my cousin, Justin, he came down and I gave it to him to play. And we played, dude, we played gun club for like six hours <laughs> and dude, we're just going back and forth and it was so fun. And, but the thing is, is, I, I was able to like disconnect them from thinking that this is like the next gen shit. Like they, they understand. They're like, okay, I know that this is like baby VR, basic shit. It's not amazing, but the experience is still good. And the potential of like, yeah. when this is, when this is done right, this is mind blowing. I was blown away when I played PS4 VR for the first time. And it was like two years ago. And Chauncey let me borrow his VR and you know, we've been playing it, dude. I, but I disconnected the fact that I know this is kind of shitty. I know that. And playing with like a high quality one, a good one, I I cannot wait. That experience is going to be so great. And I and I'm jealous because you guys have great VR headsets. I've never had a great VR headset yet. I hope to buy. I want to get that Reverb G2. To be honest, that's the one I'm looking at. Maybe down the road. But yeah, you mentioned that, dude. I think I think that experience. And Vito, you said it. I hope people invest and really go into this. I want this to kind of be a norm. Um, what I would really love, like selflessly, I would love to have like two VRs connected at the same time. So like I can sit and watch and or play in VR world with you, like in the God. same room or like whatever, like that would be so dope. How cool like would they that be? have? Um, I don't, they have in our like arcade setups, right? Where it's like multiple VR headsets and like a, an actual like room set up yeah. as well they give you like, like a motion track like little gun thing and you can walk around in the same virtual space as like five other people who are also wearing headsets i love it i love yeah. it that's like an excessive use case for vr yeah. though like yeah. <laughs> i remember like i was um like i play a lot of vr chat with my vr headset and there was one time i met these two people who they lived in the same house they both had vr headsets they both had full body like motion tracking 
And so what they would do is like one of them picked up the other person in real life and in VR, the other person was like in their arms, you know, like it looked like it was like one to one track. And I was like, how are you doing that? They're like, oh, we're in the same space wearing two vibes. And I just like picked up my girlfriend or whatever. I'm like, whoa, that's the future. (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's like the, I think VR headsets need to get very, a lot more comfortable and smaller before they get yes. a lot of yeah, uh, and lighter. Ad- adoption. Yeah. And you put that on your head for a couple hours, you take it off, and your face is all red. Oh yeah, like marks. Especially if, if the the nose piece part, like if there's pressure on there, and you, Jason, you know, wear glasses as well. Like I actually mm-hmm. part of the reason I wanted to get contacts and why I wear contacts was for VR because it's so much more comfortable. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm the yeah, same. No, I'm I, just like that. I get you that. You can get prescription yeah. lenses too. Like you can get in inserts for your yeah. headset that are prescription lenses. I was just going to bring that up. That's definitely, yeah. So you don't have to wear the glasses. Get the prescription lenses or, or yeah, contacts. I mean, yeah. Con- yeah. You're like, a fucking no gamer. That right there, folks, is a goddamn gamer. Yeah, gamer. talking about gamer glasses. <laughs> you're a fucking gamer. Like no joke after wearing uh, the Oculus, like my, with my glasses, like the, amount of pressure was so high that the um little like the nose pieces the like that the sit on your nose yeah, yeah like literally they both fell off and i had to go get them replaced and yeah i was like man i i remember the first time putting on my contacts and then going into vr and i was like oh it was so much more comfortable and like uh my glasses are really old and it was such a just uh, it's just such an amazing experience. And even playing something like um, Lucky's Tao, that 3D mm, platformer, oh, yeah, just yeah. seeing the little fox guy and like you, if you lean up close to him, like he'll like back up and stuff and just seeing his being able to <laughs> see that whole world and space in 3D. And like even like I believe the level select is like a little pop up book that's in like 3d and like you can see the little detail and it is it's such a immersive experience even though you know the game itself is just a 3d platformer it's just cool to be able to like oh what's behind that i can just turn my head or look around and see what's behind that and it's just yeah. uh, it's, it's so, such an awesome experience and i hope uh with popularity or like with more people experience it we get more games developed yeah. And what a lot of people might not think about either is like when you have glasses on, you have to have your mask a little further away. When you take, yeah. when you get rid of the glasses, you can actually move the mask closer to your eyes, which Better helps your field of view. Yeah. 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 Totally. Because you don't want to scratch those lenses with your glasses pushing up against it. That's no. Like, there's yeah. no going back yeah. on that shit. Yeah. yeah. When you, that, I was always afraid to like even just cleaning like dust off of them. I was uh, like, oh God, I'd not want to scratch these mm-hmm. lenses because as soon as you see a scratch and you're, you see it, it's like, oh, that just ruins your, it's always there. Yeah. It's always there. Well, I think this is totally, um, you know, we, every once in a while, we, we talk about VR, we bring up VR because I feel like even though there's VR options and lots of headsets and lots of things coming out, I feel like right now the technology is still advancing. Yeah. It's still kind of in its not basic form, but it really kind of is still, you know, and we're, we're not fully adopted into this world yet. And it's exciting because we're seeing the evolution of it. And I think it's, it's very exciting personally. Yeah. It feels like we're still like, um, PS one and 64, like that first era of, uh, of VR, like, and we're just kind of now getting into like 
PS2, Xbox, GameCube era where, because I, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't like the rumor also that like Apple's developing a crazy expensive VR headset? I mean, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that. I also heard they're developing, you know, a fully autonomous yeah. electric TV <laughs> and shit. Like, you know, nothing would really surprise me at that point coming from Apple. But I mean, I can't confirm anything. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like if if the rumor turns out to be true and Apple develops some crazy expensive one, even though I doubt a lot of people would buy it, I think it would kind of uh, up the ante for like other companies to start developing unless you know their yeah. apple watch when you know when that first came out i was like who the hell wants to buy is buying watches and wearing watches these days now they're like i swear i see them everywhere you Everyone's know got it's one, like yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, and they've got the fuck you money to invest in something like that yes. and up the ante <laughs> yep absolutely they're gonna make like everyone's gonna be coming to the table looking at like well fuck like hp is gonna sit down and be like well we done fucked up. We're gonna have to do something big now. You know what I mean? Because of yeah. what they what they did. I almost I almost don't want them to make uh, a headset like that because you know how Apple is when it comes to like exclusivity and closed like the walled uh, garden. Closed, garden. Uh, yeah. yeah, the walled garden. So yeah. like Facebook was already kind of going down that path with their Oculus stuff where you need a Facebook account to log in. Like, could you imagine like a virtual headset with like an iTunes interface? Like how crap that would be. Oh my god. No. <laughs> Like, like I'm worried. I, like the future of VR is like open for everyone. Like everyone can access everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like when so I heard about, Sorry, yeah, ahead. when I heard about the whole Facebook requiring eventually requiring everyone to log in through Facebook, I like I was like fuck that. Like I actually ended up I sold my Oculus uh, Rift One, and I was like I'll down. I'm just at this point I'm waiting down the line for next generations and other companies to come out with other products because. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not all about that wall garden. Like I, I already hate all these, it's like only on Apple, only on whatever. I'm like, Oh my God, just give Dude, me, I want so an open to, platform. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I got 2 million passwords. Like, fuck. I mean, how many, how many times, you know, like how many passwords do I got to remember here? Like I like 69, you know, question mark. <laughs> that password has been used a million times on my account. I'm trying to just log in, but I don't remember which one I used it for, you know? <laughs> But, and and then just to play devil's advocate, the only good thing to me about Apple doing it would be, like we said, like it would create a lot of interest in it, I believe. Like that would be the good yeah. thing in my part, because whatever Apple develops, it seems like all the other companies basically follow. Yeah, no, it's true. That's absolutely true. And they've done it time and time again, for better or for worse. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk uh, a couple more articles here before we... Uh, Jump on the. I think we. I think we have a voicemail too. We'll see if we can get around to all this stuff. Big episode. A lot of fun stuff we're talking about, guys. Um, Rare's unreleased. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Their unreleased game, Dinosaur Planet. You may have heard about Dinosaur Planet uh, back in the day, but it leaked online. I usually, uh, n- not by choice. It's just kind of like the leaks of these games and things are happening all of a sudden right now. But Dinosaur Planet was a game developed by Rare. It originally was going to be on the Nintendo sixty four. And ultimately, this game was pretty much complete, almost complete in development. But then Miyamoto wanted to kind of push it more towards the GameCube. And in fact, that's what they did. So they shelved the game and took that concept and moved it over to the GameCube, which this game became Star Fox Adventures uh, on GameCube. So 
what happened was this game leaked and went online and is now available. You can find it online. And there's a build from December 1st, 2000 uh, that leaked. And so screenshots of the game uh, feature Fox McCloud. Uh, this was noted by Eurogamer uh, on there. And also, I mean, you can really see the similarities between Star Fox Adventure and this dinosaur planet. And it's it's an actual it's an actual playable game from what people are saying. So I think I think this is really fascinating. And I want to talk about it because recently we had another, I think what last week or two weeks ago, I just talked about the uh, GoldenEye 007 remaster that was supposed to be for Xbox Live Arcade was also leaked. So like <laughs> all these these games from Rare are starting to show up. You know, and, and I honestly, I didn't look too far into it. I don't know if it's because of all this, this huge, uh, the what was it called? The Giga Link leak or whatever it was, or um, this huge bundle of Nintendo software that went out. I don't know if it's connected or whatnot, but some of the stuff is showing up and I just think it's really fascinating to see. Um, I, le- I, I really think that's cool to see like these games that were shelved and then became something else. But this was like fully playable. It was almost done. That's insane. So, I mean, you guys probably, I don't know if you've seen any of this stuff, but did you uh, see any of the screenshots or any of the footage of Dinosaur Planet? I watched uh, a playthrough. Uh, someone was streaming through it. I think they were around the end, and it looked like they're, the, the content sort of dries out, and there's not much to do. Uh, yeah, I, I heard something about the ending of... isn't done or something like that. Like, something like that. Yeah, so that might make sense. You kind of have to, like, brute force your way and clip through some stuff to get to a later part of the game but i'm so it always makes me think like the same thing that happened with duke nukem forever like how much de- development time was lost for them oh God. to just almost finish the game and then port it over to a new engine yeah and basically like, just remake the whole thing you know what i mean yeah like, I mean, they couldn't use the same assets because they're like in 64 textures and stuff so like they must have basically restarted like i don't know how many like you know <laughs> I just think it's pretty cool to see. I don't know. Very, very interesting stuff. I, I've just seen some of the screenshots, a little bit of the gameplay, but yeah, I mean, Star Fox Adventure. And then of course that game came out and that was an interesting time for GameCube because that game was like hit or miss people, people wanting a, a true, like real Star Fox experience. Didn't get it there. You know what I mean? It's more of like, a, almost like kind of like Zelda, you know, almost uh adventure game in a way. It's a great game. It's just not a, really a Star Fox game. You know what I mean? It's it's Dinosaur Planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know I what I mean? Hearing this and seeing it, it, I mean, first of all, I think it's really cool from like an archival perspective just that we have this now, but you really see that Dinosaur Planet was literally like a rare take on what like Orgarina of Time and yeah. Zelda was. And I think they're just because it was supposed to come out so late. I think Nintendo had like you know, like you said, Miyamoto saw it like, no, you can just we can just make this for the GameCube, and you just seeing it and playing it, it's, it kind of seems like obvious. Like, yeah, this was initially meant to be a completely different game than what it turned out to be. Because I've never played Star Fox Adventures, but yeah, just looking at gameplay now, I'm like, yeah, I can see how this was initially some completely different game than a, like traditional what Star Fox is. And then they released Star Fox Assault on GameCube, which, which is, about that game. which is, you know, that is really a, an experience 
Like, that's a real Star Fox experience, really. And was it Star Fox Assault or was it, what was it? Yeah, that was, right? Can't you get out of your, you can get out of your uh, ship in that one, right? And run around. Or am I thinking of something else? Um, or are you thinking of something else? I'm thinking of something else. No, that's No Man's Sky. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no Man's Sky used to be a Star Fox game. Used to be. Yeah. Hold on. Let me look. No, because I think Star Fox Assault was like a traditional um, Assault. Let's see. It was in a traditional Star Fox game, I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Looks yeah, like yeah. you can. There yeah, are some. You could, oh, like, wow, there's okay. on-foot segments in that yeah. game, from what I remember. Okay. Uh, that, that was a very forgettable game to me for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, and that might be why we haven't seen any new Star Fox other than fucking Ubisoft's tie-in <laughs> with, fuck, can they just Dude, get their shit together? You can buy that game at, like, the dollar store, <laughs> full in box with a toy and everything. Dude, it's, yeah, we waited till it was, like, five bucks, and we found it and bought it. And, that's sad, man. People worked we, on that game. Dude, we also went to the Dollar Tree. She was Steph was buying a bunch of shit. She loved Dollar Tree. I was getting some fruit snacks or whatever. And we walked down the, the, uh, the toy aisle. They literally had the fucking attachments and little characters there at the Dollar Tree from Target. Like, Target just shoveled uh, off their inventory to them. <sighs> They sell the little Target stickers on the back. I'm like, oh, what? They're all a dollar. We bought like, I don't know, 10 of them or something. The ones we didn't have. Well, Just to well, have, but is... like, dude, we haven't used them. We haven't played like the... no. What sucks <laughs> is that game is actually pretty fun. It just doesn't run very well on Switch, but it's fun. It is Other than Star was... Fox, it, it looks really generic. What was the uh, name of that game? I completely forgot about it. Yeah, the Ubisoft one. Starlink? Is it? Starlink, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Starlink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was tripping. I was like, oh my God, we're getting a Star Fox game kind of like tie-in. Dude, no. It was is nothing. It was super, like you said, it was super generic and it just used like the R-Wing and Star Fox character. Like, other than that, it's yeah. It's it, not, that game's it's on not. other consoles and it doesn't yeah. have the Star Fox stuff in it. So it's really yeah. just like an exclusive Nintendo thing. It's like a skin basically. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just a skin thing. Yeah, they so. don't make those anymore. Those toy portal games, like um, what was that game called? Where you put the monsters on the platform and they oh fucking the Skylanders, game. dude. Skylanders, that, like yeah. that was oh a huge God. thing. Man, Disney yeah. made a game of that, like the Disney Universe or whatever. Like they don't. Yeah, that was big for every, a while. Everybody, yeah, everybody's done with that now. Yeah, boy, that Funko was huge. Now. I remember one time going into Toys R Us when that was like at its height. There was an entire aisle. I felt like, or maybe it was half an aisle, and then, but like half of a fucking aisle full of Skylanders. Same with like uh, I remember Insane. Amiibos and all when that was big too. Oh, as well. yeah, just like yeah. I am so glad. I was like God, I would have spent so much money if People I was into that looking stuff. For like yeah, paint variants and all kinds of like the collector market went nuts over those. Oh, the Amiibos, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Amiibo. Um couple more articles here. Hyperkin is releasing a console to allow you to play a game. Oh, Game Boy. Play Game Boy games on your TV. Um, retro console allow you to play Game Boy games on your TV. Hyperkin's Retron Squared is a console that will allow you to play Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance cartridges on your TV. It's an HDMI console. Um, includes one wired USB Scout controller with a shape similar to the SNES controller. And instead of composite video hookups, it's got a, yeah, HDMI. Yeah, we know. Um, 
It will allow you to switch from four by three ratio or 16 by nine, depending on your preference. I don't ever like stretching four by three content to it 16 always, by nine, but it always looks weird to me. Yeah. Hey, you know, to each their own. Okay. Um, Console will allow you to natively play Game Boy and Game Boy Color cartridges while Game Boy Advance games are listed as a beta feature. What? Uh, so that's not fully compatible yet, but it does note that the Game Boy Advance games are compatible. Back of the console features a micro SD card slot allowing you to store firmware for the system and also probably to update it, I would assume. They're going to release it March 25th for $75. Uh, if you want to, if you want to buy one already, you can pre-order it right now, but here's my thing. That's a pretty steep price for, I have a fucking Retron five and does all of it already from like 10 years ago. So wait, what? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I know a lot of people, I, I know a lot of people that. like these, uh, like hardware re-releases that allow you to play actual cartridges and stuff but me um yeah this seems like a, i don't know i guess it's not too expensive but i'm like i'm just not i i don't buy any of these i'm not interested in any of these hyperkins or retrons or anything like that i'm like i'd rather just you know this is me personally i'd rather just get an emulator on my pc and play them that way and i'm just about the games like <laughs> i just want to play the games i don't care about the hardware at this point yeah, and I just, I feel that, I don't know, man. Honestly, the best way to, pl- I don't know. I feel the best way to play these, honestly, is through the, the Game Boy Player on the GameCube. Yeah. Straight up. Oh, dude, like, I, dude, I love ejecting those on those things because that thing, man, had some force behind it. The Game Boy Player. You remember that thing? It would just freaking shoot them out. <laughs> yeah, it would. Absolutely. You, you hit the little button on the side, it's like, yeah. Ooh, yeah, it's like yeah. spring-loaded, wasn't it? It sounds like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I mean, and you get to play with the GameCube controller. It's super comfy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, and I feel like there might there might be a market for that. And I mean, they obviously think there is because they're making it. But I, I still feel that like 75 bucks is uh, a little steep, honestly. <laughs> And you know the controller's going to be garbage as well. They're always garbage on those things. They are. No, 100%. sure that I've seen. It doesn't look very... It's like clear plastic, you know, that like... Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just weird. Like, my Game Boy. I mean, like, usually, you, you know, you want to play your old retro consoles on your TV because they were originally played on TV. But a Game Boy is just like, do you really need HDMI TV to play a Game Boy game? Yeah, and like, what like, you... Like you can't play any other consoles on it. It's just weird. Like why not make a handheld console unless they already have, I haven't followed too much. And not only that, the, the Game Boy Advance feature is in beta. So it's not even fully compatible. I just, I don't yeah. see it. I don't see it. But yeah, I wanted to bring that up because I just think it's interesting that they would come out with something like this when they have already have previous offerings in the Retron series that do all this already. Game Boy Color, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, all that stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, I guess the argument is like the Retron 5 is like 200 bucks. Okay, well, I get that. So maybe this is just for, I don't know. I don't know. Weird stuff, weird stuff. I, to be honest with you, I, I'm i not necessarily interested too much in this stuff. I'm interested in the, um, I would love to get the um, the flashcards. What are they called? Uh, the, uh, I always forget the name. Oh, um, the, um, 
cue cards? EverDrive. EverDrive, thank you. Yeah, EverDrive. EverDrive. I think even that, just pull out the 64, pop that in, you know, hook it up to the TV and just, you know, like play it on with a real controller. And, you know, if you're going to do it that way, if you really want to play with the hardware, like, yeah, I think that's a great, that's a great alternative. I I think that's, that's pretty great. So I don't know. Weird stuff. There's a, there's a huge scene now with modders, dude, doing like HDMI mods. I mean, I, I even bought the, um, should I bought it last year? I I'm looking at it right now over there on, on my table. I haven't even installed it. The Dreamcast um, SD card fucking attachment thing that replaces the disc drive. I forget what it's called. Even um, I bought one. Yeah, I remember uh, you telling G- me when you bought G- it. About it yeah. It's called I think. And yeah, I like I can't wait to do that and play some Dreamcast. You know, but it's like I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's just there's a lot of shit going on. That seems kind of expensive for what it is to be honest. Um, before we wrap it up uh, and get into uh, uh, voicemail here, I think we have one from Cameron, of course, and we all can answer it. I don't know what he what he said in there, but we'll get into it. Um, finally, and I put this one last minute. I don't even think I have. I don't think you guys knew I was going to talk about this, but uh, Super Nintendo and NES Switch Online service they finally released four new games for the service. Any any guesses of what they are? You'll never guess. Because they always release games no one's fucking heard of. No, it's not Mario RPG, everyone. Whoop, 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 whoop. I repeat, it's not Mario RPG. Whoop, whoop. I actually heard what they were, and I've already forgotten them, because they're like, what are these games? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I have no idea at this (laughs) point. Well, let me just tell you that last night I sat down and played them, all all of them, well, except, except the NES one. I just, when I got done, I just, Turned his shit off and went to bed. I couldn't take it anymore. I was so upset. But um, Prehistoric Man, Prehistoric Man, developed by Titus and published by Interplay. I'm not going to lie. Back in the day, whenever I saw Interplay on a box, I rented it because I knew usually it's high quality. And this game came out in 95. All right, for Super Nintendo. It's not a terrible game. It's like a side-scrolling platformer, kind of like caveman is it like Joe and Matt games? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, but way faster. Like, the run is super fast, and the jumping, you jump super high. But they have this weird, like, dead zone around the character, right? So when you jump, the screen won't move until you re- until you go outside of this, like, dead zone. That's, oh, that's I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I so, hated that effect. Yeah, so what happens is you completely disconnect from the ground and like where you're supposed to jump. Like you could be on a platform up here and there's like a pit here, but your character is up here and you haven't gone outside the dead zone. So the, the camera doesn't show the bottom and you can't see the pit. So you blind jump and you just go right into it. Like it wasn't thought out right. I don't think like it's weird, but the animation is really cool. The, the, like the actual game looks really great and the controls, they're not bad. They're a little heavy, kind of sluggish a little bit, but this could be a really cool game but it's completely destroyed by this terrible camera. And if you guys ever play it, it's, I mean, it's free if you have this, you know, online subscription. So go check it out. You'll see what I mean. You can even test this, like jump, like go onto a platform and like jump a little bit, jump a little higher. And then you'll see right when you hit the dead zone, like you go out of it, the camera moves. It's just, it's a weird way you completely disconnect in the game. But it's, I feel like if the camera was right, it would be a pretty cool contender. Um, Another game, uh, Doomsday Warrior, what? <laughs> Developed and published by Telenet Japan, 
1992. This is a fighting game. And it's, it's just terrible. I hate to, like, I'm not wanting to sit here and, like, bash these games and talk shit. I'm really not. But it's just, like, Doomsday Warrior. What? Like, these, it's just a really bad game. It's, it's, it's a fighting game. The characters are really weird. The menu system is just convoluted and clunky. And then you get in and fight. And honestly, dude, this is a fighting game with an actual jump button. You have to press B to jump. It's it's oh, it's weird, and and then you have a punch and kick. That's it. Like, there's no other. It doesn't even make full use of the controller. It's fucking crazy. You've got six buttons to use, and you only use like two of them. It's really weird. Really, really weird. Um, yeah, I got nothing good to say about it. Uh, finally, uh, Psycho Dream, developed um, also by the same publisher and developer there, Telenet Japan. They must they must have had some sort of relationship with this uh, developer or publisher to like push a few games out. You know what I mean? They must have, because these are the same same two games. <laughs> Scrape the bottom of the barrel there for those licenses. And it push makes them. no sense, right? This makes no sense to me. Anyway, Psycho Dream, this is actually the, probably the best one out of the bunch. It's kind of, um, I don't know, almost sort of anime style, like side-scrolling, but shooter in a way. It's a very interesting game. Um, is it kind of like our type side scroller or was yeah, it horizontal yeah, instead of vertical or whatever? Yeah, but it is. It's like side scroller R type. Yeah, but you're you're a, you're you're a person. You're not like a ship or anything like that. But you also shoot. <laughs> so you start off with like a weapon, like a, a well, shit. She looks just like you know your your favorite anime, uh, massive titty anime chick. You know, with like a whip. She got a whip and she's dressed up like I'm. Like, is this what is this game? Steph was like, wow, this is interesting. Like she's getting ready for the dungeon here. And then and then you like get a few power-ups and then you actually like shoot like these little like orbs and things. It's really weird. Like there's a power-up system for your weapons. And I don't know, man. You should play it. it really, you should play it and just tell me what you think because it's really weird. But I've seen it. It looks like like you can tell it's a budget game. Mm-hmm. If you don't if you don't go in with high hopes of like being the next greatest platformer, it, it does look okay like serviceable yeah it's, it's a, playable it would be like a rental if, if blockbuster was still a thing yeah yeah like blockbuster right here make oh, yeah. blockbuster night. Oh, there you go. make it a blockbuster yeah. night cool yeah. <laughs> but you know yeah it's it's just a weird weird game that I, I just don't understand the thinking um and then finally on nes they released one nes game and they released fire and ice which is uh done by tecmo released in 1992 uh late release for nes but, yeah, really um, it's a puzzle game and I've never played it. I remember seeing it back in the day. I never played it, but you, uh, it looks like a puzzle game where you have to kind of like use fire to melt ice to kind of move blocks around to get to an exit type thing. Um, people will probably be yelling at me if they've played it and I'm like, it's, that's not it at all, but it, it's, it's a typical puzzle game and it looks, it looks okay. But again, we're talking about, this is my number one thing. And I feel like a broken record by saying this. I say this every fucking time when this comes up. Here we go again. This is why Nintendo hates me. Here's the thing. You have this Switch. You have this magical, amazing platform that is the most successful thing you've done in years. The last successful thing you really did was the Wii. All right. In 2006. Bless you, my dear. (laughs) And you have the Switch. You actually struck gold. Like you dug down, you struck gold and oil, and both are coming and exploding out. And it's just raining down money for you right now. Right? This is Nintendo right now. They are. They have this, this platform, this amazing platform. And 
why, why on earth are you, are you giving us prehistoric man, doomsday warrior, psycho dream and fire and ice? And not only that, why are you waiting four or five months to release these? I know that's that's the thing that frustrates me so much because initially they said every month, right? Or every was that the initial plan? Man, bait and fucking switch. Yes, no pun intended. It's such, and I just do not. Nintendo as a company is baffles me, and they continue to baffle me. I'm like, they have such a great back catalog, one one of the best, and like a. He just had five months, and this these are the four games he released. It makes me think, like, whoever's in charge of this is just like, well, what five games can we get for free that they're not going to charge us to release on the Switch? And like, well, we'll release those. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, where's like, you know, where's our Mario RPG, all the SNES, you know, Final Fantasy four, five, six, or you know, the Legend of Mana, Earthbound, all the great games, and like, even like. Something like the Mega Man, even though I guess they wouldn't want to release the Mega Man games because they have their collection on there as well. But like, it's just, yeah, it it's so baffling. And it was one of the things because like that service where like it's great because, you know, you can play co-op with a friend online. You can do save stays, which is how, you know, we played Wild Gun and actually beat it, which, you know, was great. awesome. That's with a great game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they come out with these games that no one really cares about or even really should care about <laughs> and or you know even it's know. cool Never heard of. yeah and it's cool that they release them but they should be like here's a list of 10 games coming out this month and here are five that you know you may have never even heard about but you know check them out anyways but now it's like five months these four games like come on nintendo i i, I can't I got any reason why. like yeah I, can't, I cannot think of any reason why they they don't do that Sure, it costs money, but it's going to make money too. It's going to print money for them, basically. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things, man. I, I, they, they did it on Wii. They released all these great games in their eShop, right? A virtual console. <laughs> and and what did we do? I fucking opened up my wallet and I op- and I put extra uh, Wii shop points in there and I bought these games. Yes, I own them on the Super Nintendo. Yes, I I own them on NES already. Like I own the physical copies, but guess what? I bought them again and again and again. Dude, people will buy them again and again. They want them. People are all about convenience. They are. Yeah. And they want them on that. And they are fools for not putting them on this Switch. Dude, they are going to be announcing whatever the next console or handheld or whatever by the dude, they're going to be announcing that and they're it's going to be over. The switch is going to be over. Like capitalize on this while you have the market right now, you have the best handheld and the best console loosely, you know, for, for Nintendo platform right now, you have it. It doesn't make sense to me. I would, I would be, I would be, I would be fucking releasing every game a la carte, buy it. You want Mario RPG? Here it is. You want final fantasy three? Boom. Here it is. You want all these shooters, all these great games, all these imports, dude, release it i again it's just weird to me i don't know why why we get these four shitty ass games at the height of the switch this is the height of it right now crazy yeah and it's so crazy because it's like the perfect console handheld hybrid for these games where you can play on the go you can create a safe state so you know uh like something like final fantasy uh six or three 
uh, you know, you can, Hey, I got 30 minutes. I loved Final Fantasy six back in the day. You know, let me play for 30 minutes and then just create a safe state or something like that. And like, yep. it's, it's such a missed opportunity and Nintendo with the thing that always scares me with Nintendo is who knows when the next switch or switch pro or whatever they come out with next, are we still going to have access to these games? I have no faith in Nintendo that we are. And that's to me, what always keeps me from like, I don't want to go crazy. Even if they did release some, I wouldn't want to buy them. But if they do it like the subscription service where it's like, Hey, pay us a year or monthly subscription fee. And you can just play these games through our online service. Then I'd be like, yeah, I'm you know totally down for that. And yeah, it just, it baffled me is that they, whoever's in charge over there just doesn't seem to care about this part of the switch service or whatever, but yeah, it's such a missed opportunity for them. Sure is. Sure is. Yeah. I, I love, and I love the switch, man. I love it. I love for the portability. I bought a sep- a separate dock, a second dock, and we put it one in the bedroom, one in the game room. And every night we just go like when I get home or whatever, we just fucking pop a switch in there I got it up on the little projector. We just lay in bed. It's easy. Just drop it in there. Boom. Pro controller connect. Just play. It's great. It's it's honestly, it's such a great casual platform. It's just nuts, man. I just love plugging in. And then they have the controllers, the NES controllers and the Super Nintendo official like wireless controllers that are brilliant for these old games. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, give us the games. I just don't get it. It's crazy. Okay, I know. We're just I I do this every time I bring this up because I it, it frustrates me so much. I just want to see these games before the switch is over. It's going to end. Yeah, the life that's, is going to come a, to an end, dude. We're we're year four now. Like eventually, they're going to have to follow it up with something, and it's I don't want to. I want to hope that, and I I God, I don't, I don't want to hope. To, I want them to continue, like have a foundation where like something like Xbox is what they're doing with their backwards compatibility and like all the way back to the OG Xbox. That's what I want for Nintendo, like for them to finally have a solid platform to where like, all right, everything from now on is basically like backwards compatible, yeah. kind of like an iPhone where like it's an iPhone six, but you know, anything that can run on an iPhone six or up, you can still play it, you know, today, like they, Cause they have such a great legacy and there's no one single place to like experience it all. And I think that's such a missed opportunity for them. Yeah, dude, their, their legacy is actually larger than anyone's in the gaming industry yeah. of the games, the platforms, the consoles, like dude, if they did like an Xbox live type thing and made it actually legit, like or that, even like wow. something like they have a, uh, I guess they they would never really do anything like a game pass situation, but like their online subscription service, like it's such a, a missed opportunity to make people fall in love with all their old games and bring people into the platform. And like the, the times that I would actually spend money on their eShop and stuff is usually when I'm playing like old classic games on Nintendo. I'm like, Oh, what else do they have here? I wonder if it's on the eShop or something like that. And usually the answer is no, or it's like, it's a crappy version or something, but uh, yeah, it's like, they have such a great success with the switch. And from a business standpoint, like I just, I do not understand what they're thinking is like, I'd, I'd be like, 
go into every single developer and publisher and be like, let us port and put these on Switch Online, like all your old games. They're like, well, we did that with the Wii and it didn't turn out very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they need to. No, I agree completely. Yeah. I agree. Well, we'll see what happens in the future. I mean, I'm expecting an announcement for whatever the Switch 2 is going to be. And honestly, any any day, you know, like we're getting to that point. Uh, I feel like they need to ride this out longer, of course, because it's so successful. But and they may they may push it out. They may push out another couple of years before we get an announcement because of the success of it. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, this has been fucking awesome. We're just crossing the two hour mark. Fucking awesome. How about, I don't even give a shit. We're going overboard. Going overboard. Um, let's do a voicemail. It looks like it's from Cameron. You guys want to hang out? Want to answer this with me? I don't know what he said. Let's take a look. I never know when I go into it. I just see that it's from him. Let's give this a shot here. Play message. Let's go. Fucking switch. It'd be funny if he's like, I wonder what this switch online service is going to do. <laughs> My iPad takes a little while to load up here. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Oh, when great help question. <laughs> Wait, am I, am I an audio guy? Should I unmute it? Okay. Let's do that. That would be nice. Play. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Hey, what's up? Jason, the maniac here. Uh, it is, what is it? It is Saturday. Sorry. As we, as we uh, talked about before, um, I've had to work this Saturday and the, the next few Saturdays, so my days are a little screwed up, um, but hope you are doing well. Uh, so this is a question that, of course, is non, uh, well, not of course, but this particular question is not video game related, but mm. um, I was just curious. Uh, I know you're, you, you, like, you like the fast food every now and again. <laughs> I certainly do myself, but um, you know what? What is your... Favorite fast food burger mm. and your favorite fast food chicken sandwich. Mm. I think those are some pretty important questions. Big um, questions. <laughs> I would probably say, you know, burger wise, man, I don't, I don't know if I even have one to be honest with you, because just about every fast food place can make a good burger. It really just depends on, you know, how how it is that particular eat if it's fresh or what's going on, but. Um, even like McDonald's burger, or I think you, like you said, your dad called them like what a teaser burger, teaser burgers, but I mean, you know, that very ketchupy kind of taste, Yeah. the bun, you know, um, those are, those can be good, but I might even say favorite fast food burger. This even, this might not even be fast food, but I guess five guys is pretty good. Hard to beat really. It's a good burger. Yeah. Um, but even like a good, uh, double quarter pounder with cheese, if it's fresh can be amazing, but a <laughs> uh, favorite powder. chicken sandwich got to go with. Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah. For yeah. me, there's no competition. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear yours. Uh, hope you are doing well. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll catch you again next time. Thank you, Cameron. Always appreciate the voicemail. And it always comes back to food at the Heine House. You guys know this. All right. Great question. Favorite fast food burger? I mean, that's, again, that's a, that's kind of a tough question. But I will say, <sighs> I mean, I love In-N-Out burgers. And... I'm not saying that because like everyone says that or whatever. Not everyone says that. I had somebody say that there's they're worse. They hate them or whatever. But I really like In-N-Out, but not everyone has access to that. That's kind of just kind of a West Coast, Southwest type thing here. So a little bit more mainstream, I guess I'll say. And I, I 
you, both you gentlemen, you're going to have to answer this too. So you better be thinking. I'm going to say, I think Bido might also agree with me on this one because we've talked about this. I think Wendy's, Wendy's has a fantastic burger if we're talking fast food. They really do. In fact, we had Wendy's last week and great story about this. We had, we, Steph and I, this was last Saturday, actually a week from today. Last Saturday, we were out. We spent the day, we were hanging out, driving around. We said, let's go to Wendy's and just, you know, have some food. I had a burger. She had um, a, uh, a burger with some fries and stuff like that. We, I got some nuggets. I got the four for four. Of course, you can't beat that. It was the best deal in town. And honestly, it was probably the best version that we have ever had at Wendy's. And again, Cameron, you said it, right? It, as long as it's made fresh and, uh, you know, you get a fresh batch of fries and nuggets are fresh. Like, you can't beat that. It's really, really good. The food was so good. Steph goes, my God, this we have to tell them. This is amazing. This is so good. I said, you know what? You're right. You're right. We went back through the drive-thru after we ate. And just to tell them, hey, uh, and this is what I said, like, hey, uh, we just came through and we just ordered uh, some of your food. You know, I had the mobile order. We just want to tell you that it was amazing. The food was the freshest we've ever had. It was tasty. It was prepared wonderfully. The fries were perfect. Everything was just perfect. Thank you. It tastes great. Great job. Y'all are amazing. And that's just what we said. And they're like, wow, okay, thank you. And we drove up to the window as we went by, like all the team members were at the window and they're like, thank you. Like, you know what I mean? That's how important it was to let them know, like, wow, like when you see it, when you recognize it, like you got to give the, you got to give the compliments. You got to let people know. It's like their job is fucking difficult to work there of dealing with mean ass people all day long, being yelled at. My order's wrong. Fuck you. And all this stuff. Like, do they deal with a bunch of shit? And to have just a little bit of, like a little bit of hope that day. I hope I hope that helped them. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, the long-winded answer for you, Cameron. I'm going to say, really, like number two from Wendy's. Oh, they're double fucking awesome. Their burgers are really, really good. I like those. I would probably choose that um, nine times out of 10. Five Guys is good. We've had them too. Really, really like the Five Guys burger. I just don't like how expensive they are. I think I mentioned this before. Steph and I went like maybe a couple of years ago. It was the last time we went. Because we ordered like two burgers, fries, and a milkshake, and it was like 35 bucks or something. And I'm like, wait, what? I was just like, what the fuck? I'm like looking at the receipt going, what the hell did we order? You know, 35 bucks. I mean, fuck, we might as well go to a sit-down restaurant. Although it was a very good burger, and I love their Cajun fries. You can't fuck with their Cajun fries. Those are so good. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say five guys chicken sandwich. Yeah, man, you had that Chick-fil-A dude. They have some of the best chicken around. Um, but also raising canes. I know they're chicken fingers or whatever, but they put them in a, in a bun and call it a chicken sandwich. That's kind of cheating, I guess, but I'm still going to say that raising canes, fucking amazing chicken. So let's go. I'm going to go with that for my answer. All right. Um, hopefully I long winded that enough to give you guys some time to think about it. We're gonna start. We're gonna start with you, Mister Fancy Justice. What is a what is a, a good fast food <laughs> burger that you like, and a fast food chicken sandwich that you like? Okay, well, <laughs> since I'm in, since I'm from Canada, I might have like a little bit less options than you guys, because uh, you mentioned a couple places there in your speech there, and I I have no idea what those are, like raising canes. You have to just but, come down and visit me, and I'll take you around, <sighs> and we'll have some fun. I'm serious. Take you on a tour, like put you in a food coma. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be fucking awesome. We play games, we could hang out, we could do music, we can eat fucking burgers. Yeah, I'm not yeah, kidding. We'll just, 
global pandemics over. I'll be yeah, right over for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with, um, this might be a little unconventional, but I like uh, Dairy Queen's um, flamethrower grill burger. I don't know okay. if you've had that before. So DQs are a little different for us here in the States. Not every DQ actually serves food. Majority of them just serve ice right? cream. Yeah. yeah. Because they're, they're all franchised, right? So they're all owned individually by people, not by corporate. So they don't have to adhere to the, the, the actual like corporate requirements. They can do whatever they want. Most of them do just ice cream. And if they do food, typically it's like hot dogs and like chicken strips with Texas toast and that's it. Oh, really? So, so you yeah. haven't had any of their burgers before, have you? I have a long time ago. There was a location I where I grew up, but there's none around here that actually serve burgers. So I'm going to have to actually yeah, okay. search that out. And so find nobody it. might have any idea what I'm talking about unless you're from Canada, I guess. No, but, this is great, though, uh, yeah, because like, this is really exciting because we're going to learn about the flame <laughs> flamethrower. I've seen the commercials. I've seen them before. Yeah, they were like sort of... Uh, meme status i guess they they looked kind of um basically it's just you know like quarter pound beef burger with whatever their fiery sauce and like uh, pepper jack cheese and stuff like that mm. so it's you know in the commercials they make it out, they make it out to be really spicy but it's really not like you know most fast food when they have like their habanero ghost pepper stuff it's not even close to being eating anything ghost pepper related um, so that's, yeah, I'll choose that for my, my burger, chicken burger. Again, this might be like unconventional, but I'm going to say, uh, A and W. Oh yeah. Chicken burger. Yeah. Fuck yeah. A and W is fucking hella good. Cause I heard that, uh, I think in Canada, A and W is owned by a different company or something. They split off from the original company. Uh, cause what I've read online is people in the United States don't like A and W very much. Like they rate it very low when it comes to all the, uh, Fast food tier, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Is that, really? Fuck them. Well, we love. It. I like their chicken burger. Yeah. So I don't. Hell I don't yeah. usually go for chicken burgers that much, but A and W, man, they make a good one. Mm. Actually, you know what's interesting about your flame flamethrower burger? Now that you're mentioning yeah. it, and you talked about the meme status. Really interesting. Uh, quick story here. When I was in college, doing audio. One of my class projects was to do an entire sound design for a commercial, right? It was actually one of my finals in one of my classes. And they gave me, they gave the whole class actually, the Dairy Queen flamethrower commercial. And it's where the dude is in the office and he's sitting yes. there and he eats the burger and flames, He, they're like, hey, how's it, how was the food or whatever? And he's like... He wants to say like, it's fine, but flames shoot out of his mouth every time yes. he talks and he screams, right? Am I on? You yeah. know what I'm talking yes. about, right? Yeah. Every time he opens his mouth, the flames yes. shoot out and he can't, he can't say anything because he has to open his mouth to talk. Yep. Yeah. This is exactly, that in fact was a final that I had to do. So I had to oh, create sound design for the whole thing. I had to do the office sounds, the walking, I had to do the voices for all the people. And that was really, really cool. And I remember watching that going, hmm. I've never had that burger. I wonder how good that is. I really wanted one after I did it because I was like, dude, that burger looks legit. So crazy. Yeah, I remember that commercial. All right, so mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm down with that. I feel that. That's pretty cool. I'm going to have to come up there and try one just for that. Definitely. <laughs> Do it. 
do it. Uh, I think hey, it's I'm limited, down the street. but I, <laughs> just show up. I don't, you don't have my address, do you? Um, we'll talk offline. <laughs> no, I he's on a plane right now he's gonna yeah, you. I'm doing this remotely you know remote <laughs> podcast all right Bida what about you what do you think man so for me I mean chicken sandwich I mean I think Cameron got it straight on his Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich like it's such yeah. a I literally I think got to Chick-fil-A's whatever the red club status on their app mm. just through buying so many spicy chicken sandwiches like legit out because there's one right next to where I work at. And I was probably there at one point, four or five nights. Like the people started learning my name. I was like, there you go, sir. You see, you got spicy sandwich again. It's like, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm coming here a little too often. Like, oh, hello, it's Mr. Bino Empire again. Oh, good to see uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would always get it with uh, their Chick-fil-A sauce to dip it in. Mm just make it it's like that is number one in my heart and wow. arteries as well <laughs> but yeah uh i always for chicken sandwiches i know like popeyes has come out with one i think wendy's they've had one forever i think mcdonald's wants to come out with one but the thing with other chicken sandwiches that i've always been turned off on is when they add some kind of uh dressing to it because i always feel like they overdo it with that stuff and you're right you're right chick-fil-a is just you know you get the big ass chicken breast in there, butter if you want it on, you know, I love my buns toasted butter and then <laughs> pickles, I believe, right? Is pickle. it what it comes yeah, with? Pickle, yeah. 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 Pickle. And it's, it's like, no it's mayo? basic. No. Is that a sin or something? <laughs> I mean, people don't they get me wrong. I'm sure people do. put it yeah. on there, but yeah. I know Chick-fil-A is just basic and it's delicious and I love it. And yeah, it's number one. Yeah. No, I've agreed yeah. And then uh, I will give a shout out to Popeye's, man. Their biscuits and their fries, Cajun fries or whatever spice seasoning I, I haven't had in forever, but I used to be addicted to those things. And uh, Cajun fries from Popeye's? Didn't they have them wow. at one point? Cajun fries? Sounds pretty good. I don't, I don't know. It's been a while. Or maybe, been. Yeah, I haven't been to forever. I just remember loving their fries at Popeye's, their biscuits, their were legit number one like ugh, could eat like a box of those things and then they actually had a uh, spicy chicken strips i used to get at popeyes those are legit kind of spicy spicier than most and those were good as far as burgers man it's ugh, i was thinking about it the whole time we were talking i was like i haven't had a burger in forever and i'm just trying to remember which one like when i think burger and fast food what came to mind and the first one that came to my mind was Freddy's, their frozen steak burgers. Oh yeah. Freddy's. Like it was, it's like different than most other fast foods, like that thin fried crispy Angus, you know, we love that QT Angus burger, you know, I almost oh, wanted yeah. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. I don't think that counts as fast food, but yes, Freddy's frozen steak burger. They're, the taste of it, like with the onions and the, like the crispiness of the, cause it's just like a really thin piece of meat. Uh, area. Yeah, it's like stick on there, down, like tapered yeah. on the ends. It's almost crispy on the yeah. ends. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. The taste is, uh, uh, that's what came to mind, but I'm with you. Like Wendy's when it's, when you have it, like they actually like, it doesn't, it hasn't been sitting out forever and like they just made it. Yeah. Wendy's like their burgers were legit good, but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, my answer is going to have to be Freddy's for burgers for me. Yeah, what's yeah. a frozen steak burger? Like they're advertising on uh, frozen? That's their name of it. It's Freddy's frozen. What is it? Frozen custard and steak burgers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, most most places are like, oh, we don't use frozen beef. I thought it was weird that they were advertising. You order a burger, it comes out frozen. I was like, that's that's weird. Like, Uh, yep, we just stuck in the microwave five minutes ago. Take it up in the microwave, you idiot. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I was was getting their name mixed up. But yeah, it's frozen custard and steak burgers. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We have one actually pretty close to us. So, yeah. Their, uh, their hot dogs are good I, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Expansive there, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, a good question. <laughs> now it's time for lunch. Now it's time to eat. Yeah, great question. And thanks, Cameron, for always sending over a question. Appreciate that. If you have a question, uh, what did we ask earlier? How about your your memory with uh, Daft Punk? We talked about that uh, earlier. If you have a, a Daft Punk memory, or even just a connection to a song or music, I would love to. If you like to share it, we'd love to hear it. 503-908-5490. Or you want to talk about food? Shit, go for it. That's what we do. We just talk about food. I uh, appreciate that. I want to thank both gentlemen. Thank you for being here. Bido, Fancy Justice, always a pleasure. You too. Thanks for tuning in with me and hanging out. Yeah, man. It's great to talk to you yeah, again. <laughs> it's been fun. Good to have a long conversation for once. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I try to keep them around an hour when it's by myself here. But when there's multiple, hey, fuck it. We're having fun. Talking about all kinds of great stuff. Um, before we say goodbye, of course, I just want to thank all of the patrons again right here. Thank you. All of the support given here. Y'all are amazing. Pineyhouse.com is the website. And um, I think we'll, uh, we'll end it on that. Thanks so much for being here. And I hope you all have a fantastic start to your week and a great week. And we'll see you on the next one. All right. Bye now. <laughs>